listening to the Star Wars Weekly Podcast. the 29th episode of the Star Wars Weekly Podcast, where each week, Adam, Grant, and I use our exclusive tap into Curaçao's Core World News and discuss everything that happened in the past week, as well as many other Star Wars-related ideas, themes, and theories. This week, Grant will report on the Core World News headlines, as usual, and uh, we will also do what I believe will be our final final installment of um, the Hero of a Thousand Faces and Star Wars. This is, we're finally at the return, which is very cool, and um, that's going to be awesome. So... Uh, with no, oh, also, uh, yeah, we would like to talk to you. We've been getting some notes in and messages, which is awesome. Um, please send us your transmissions to at SW weekly pod on Twitter, um, or the star Wars weekly on the gram, uh, or just email us at the star Wars weekly at gmail.com. Uh, and now it is time for core world news. Grant. Here are the latest news stories being transmitted from the core worlds. Uh, We'll start with a fun one. Uh, on a recent episode of Fat Man on Batman podcast, Kevin Smith mentions a theory he has about Ahsoka Tano making a transition from the cartoons to the live action films. He believes the return of Cl- the Clone Wars animated series is the perfect way to reintroduce the character to the fan base and give her enough exposure uh, so her appearance in possibly the upcoming main saga film won't feel implausible or out of nowhere. Um, we've talked about Ahsoka yeah. jumping into the live yeah. action films before, I think on maybe two or three podcasts ago, talked about how it yeah. could be a possible ending to nine, maybe like, like, like Luke goes to Yoda, Ray could go to, um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. Right? That could be a possibility. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, I'm a big cheerleader of Kevin Smith. Um, but no, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I can make a, a pot joke right now, but I won't cause everybody yeah. does when it comes to him. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's creative and I think he just loves talking about Star Wars and gets excited about ideas just like we do. I just don't see that happening. I do see her popping up in episode nine perhaps, but I don't think as, as Ray's mom, I think that seems a little little wacky. Because after hearing a fan extrapolate further on the idea uh, and actually call for Ahsoka to be Ray's mom, uh, (laughs) Kevin, Kevin, Kevin took it upon himself to write to JJ Abrams, uh, uh, you know, about making this theory a reality on screen. And it's kind of like, that's. That's a bit much. I feel like Ray's mom. I, I don't even see how that could work in, in any capacity. No, I don't know. Yeah, it, it totally could, could right? right? Because I think uh, Hera Ray has uh, You know, um, spoilers Kanan. for yeah, yeah Kanan, Jarrus, um, Caleb Doom, which I don't know <laughs> yeah, why he yeah. didn't change his name yeah, back. Right, it's too sweet. Um, yeah, you know they had a humanoid. I guess that's right, Jason. Jason no. didn't have the lacus, right? The lacus in the back, did he? No, Jason, he, just, he looks like no. he's a little, he looks like a green human. A green human. So maybe, right? Yeah. I mean, Ahsoka's kind of. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. really cool and pretty unexpected. Just not to diverge too far yeah. down, but like you know, we haven't even gotten into like how many species could be in a galaxy of right, planets right. that each have multi species on them. You know. Yeah. But then to have inner species species yeah which is pretty cool it is and you know i don't hate this idea Mm -hmm. like i I honestly don't hate it i just don't think so like that's all um you know but i I think she'll show up i think she'll definitely be be in there in the Um, live action films really not uh, not 100 percent, but i wouldn't put it past them though 
Now the only thing I was going to say, kind of direct response to what Kevin Smith said was, yeah, because that worked for Solo. (laughs) When Darth Maul showed up and everyone in the theater was like, wait, what? So I don't think enough people watched the cartoons to actually make it. I think Ahsoka is really beloved amongst a very specific fan base. I'm part of that fan base. I love Ahsoka. I just don't think the general viewing audience that makes a movie past a billion dollar mark are gonna are gonna connect to that yeah. but yeah. i want to say something positive here yeah, about yeah please kevo um I will, yeah <laughs> uh, i just want to say i really appreciate that kevin smith cares as much about star wars and particularly yes. this thing yeah. to call in his favor with jj yes. abrams you know not a favor but like yeah. i don't know how close they are i'm yeah. sure you know they probably say hi to each other at parties yeah right. but like to be like no 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 jj yeah. jj i want you to put ahsoka in nine yeah. it's gonna be awesome no listen to me listen to me listen yeah to me. it's if, gonna be like this like that's great i love that he's still a fanboy at heart he is yeah. like that's one the of the most fanboyish thing you could ever do. positive forces in hollywood right now and i really love him for that like yeah. he just is such a positive force and it's very uh mm-hmm. supportive of people cre- being creative and doing what they want to do and if you know the history between jj and kevin smith it's it's hilariously fascinating um the quick version is that kevin smith had a uh had a had a show at comic-con in hall h the big hall and right before him was jj doing the force awakens stuff (laughs) and right as it ended jj went and now everyone here can come to a free concert in the park and everyone left and and kevin smith (laughs) had to walk up with like a quarter full audience uh, and he tells that story and he loves it. He, uh, he laughs at that story, but yeah. JJ then apologized for, for apologizing for that, invited him to the set. And that's why Kevin Smith ended up doing a voice of one of the stormtroopers in oh, cool. uh, episode oh, seven. Okay. So they have kind of a, a friendship based on a funny kind of start to their relationship. That's mm. great. Yeah. I love that the JJ is making this inclusive. I mean, obviously yeah. he has his squad in there, sure, um, which he loves, but um, you know, the fact that he's helping some other people out and yeah. like, you know, someone that he doesn't know, he's just like, Oh, you want to be a part of this great let's yeah. be a part of this like yeah. this is our you know we're allowed in the sandbox now and play with george's toys and this is great yeah yeah i think there are some threads in the last jedi you know in in luke's retreat and reevaluation of the jedi that align nicely with kind of ahsoka's own arc and yeah there could be a great parallel there and her introduction yeah. in the ninth film could make sense in that capacity where it's like yeah. you know i've had to take the middle road you know yeah just like luke and it, there could be a new uh order a new jedi order right? yeah new yeah. teachings yeah, I kind of wish, I, I don't know where I fall, I'd love to see her. I almost wish there's an untold story in the middle with her and Luke meeting. Yeah. Maybe yeah, during during yeah. or or at actually Octu or something. That's what I would. There's a series that's going to happen there. It's yeah, gonna right. Happen. We're going to yeah. get we're going to get Vision Quest Luke. I think. Like, and there's nothing mm-hmm. in the, the trials, Luke. Right. Like yeah. all his like his new next level trials. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's nothing happen. in the the Ken Liu book, the Legends of Luke Skywalker. There's nothing with Ahsoka. No. No. no okay. Mm, no. Okay. I don't think so. I say again. Less. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So Big moving on. Ray Park made an appearance on the Star Wars show, talked about reprising his role oh, cool. as Darth Maul in Solo. Um, we also, Pablo Hidalgo also gave us a walkthrough of some mini stages on the Solo set. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. uh, showed us some of the, the speeder stuff and showed us the, uh, the the Millennium Falcon cockpit and actually went over the, gave us some insight into the visual effects process known as process shots, uh, which are like uh, pre-recorded footage that's projected on LED screens around the actual set pieces or for instance, hmm. the speeder or the cockpit. So when the actor actually presses down on the throttle of the Falcon, it, it actually, the screen in front of him will actually show the, hy- uh, the, oh, the wow, hyperspace. Cool. And so the, actor, super cool. the actors can immersively like interact yeah. with yeah. the controls of the Falcon and actually interact with the environment itself yeah. in, a, in a believable 
That's going to read in HD. It yeah. must on their faces. Like yes. the glee yeah. of having that like yeah. responsiveness and like, yeah. do that. I mean, you can't hide that. Like no. micro reactions and, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, in your face right. like, would do really cool things. I, I would never leave that. Like if yeah. I was the actor, <laughs> right. I'd be like, I'll be here. I'll yeah. see you in the morning, yeah. guys. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, early call. I better sleep in the yeah. Millennium Falcon cockpit <laughs> yeah. again. Um, that's cool. Can yeah. you? It's method acting, guys. I got to be method. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, why are you wearing like Darth Vader? Would <laughs> no, you yeah. just keep toggling this? Constantly, <laughs> yes. I gave myself a seizure. <laughs> yeah, like your um, character is not Han Solo. How come you're in full Han Solo costume? Oh man. Um, tell me about Ray Park. What did he have to say? Anything cool? Because I saw uh, some stuff online of him just essentially flexing. Um, but which was just cool? talked about the collaboration with Sam Witwer on. Uh, oh really? On, playing the role as two oh, that's different nice actors. that they actually kind of, kind of talked to each other. Um, yeah. We talked about how it was a huge surprise to even get the call in the first place. Sure. That's pretty crazy. And um, I think everybody was He was sitting next to Ewan when the scene actually uh, appeared on screen. Mm. Ewan wouldn't stop bothering him, so he couldn't even pay attention to the scene himself. It's pretty <laughs> Ewan funny. Ewan McGregor's like, yeah. hey, hey, remember when we had that sword fight? <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Hey, hey, like, remember I chopped you in half? Yeah. I chopped you in half. <laughs> um, um, that is really, wait, so Ewan was just talking his ear off? Yeah, that's so that's, funny. It's he was funny. like, um, "This is my scene." Yeah, he's like, "All right, all right, I know." Uh, yeah. gonna, I would, can I watch now? I would cut off a finger to just sit on the other side of Ray Park mm-hmm. and hear that conversation. I know, yeah, it must be amazing. <laughs> I think I don't know if it was in that because I didn't see it, but they released some photos of Darth Maul, um, what he actually looked like with all the makeup, not yeah. in hologram form, yes, and it I looked super cool. I yeah. was very impressed by that. Yeah. yeah, I saw some terrible toxic thing, which I'm. No, mentioned. not the internet. But like someone was like, "You look fat" or something, and so like poor Ray Park was like, yeah. "Oh, do I look fat?" And he showed like he's he had like pictures shredded. of himself shredded, like before and after, yeah. like under all that. He was like, "It was makeup, yeah, yeah. Jay." Yeah, you know. Yeah, two things. Jog on. One, just go to his Instagram and you'll see him still doing backflips every all day, every day. Like yeah. the guy's crazy, more fit than I'll ever yeah. be. Yeah. Secondly, Darth Maul is probably 60 something yes and has been chopped in half yeah let's see how you look buddy when you're 65 and chopped in half yeah he mentioned that he was he was actually 22 when he filmed his scenes for the phantom Menace. Yes. so 22 so, so yeah so it's gotta be right 60s ish or more because because yeah. you got 18 right. to the original trilogy in 35 years mm-hmm. plus that yeah. plus his 22 so he's he's up there he's like 75 and wow yeah, is that really true? No, because Solo no, 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 takes no, no. place. Oh, guys, no, I'm tired. T- Solo yeah. takes place ten years before that. So, and ten years <laughs> yeah, after, yeah, yeah. Or six years after uh, the fall of the Republic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's thirty-two. But then ten Don't years. Don't make me bust out a timeline right no, 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 no. now. Please, I please do. It's twenty the more sleep years. Deprivation's catching up, yeah. guys. I mean, if if Darth Maul was twenty-two, mm-hmm. let's just say in the Phantom Menace, yes, he would be twenty years older. Right. Than so, all right, all right. This is not Star Trek. Let's go. I there's some nerd Excuse in his car me. right now listening to this to me going on about how he's 75 yes. and they're yelling right. at the radio wrong. right now yeah guys yeah. I'm wrong I yeah. admit I'm wrong you're, and I apologize right. for wrong. my wrongness sorry about our, our bad dates I want to drink some more tea um, yeah. yeah also um exclusive clip from uh solo a, a deleted scene it was also on the Star Wars show and it was the Chewie and Han snowball fight just a brief snowball oh, fight nice. on Vandor um pretty funny yeah it's cool. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah. Wait, on Vandor? Yeah, on Vandor. Uh, Wait, they were on Vandor. Vandor One or whatever it's called. The the snow. Yeah, where they do the mountain. where they it's do the, the western snow cap. Vandor. Planet. Yeah. Really? Vandor. One more time. Is that what it's called? No, Vandor is the is the planet in um, oh, Battlefront Two that they created. Crap. 
Yeah, someone just crashed their car. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, Vandor is the planet that Battlefront Two created for the like imperial capital, sort of, or an imperial, very imperial influenced place where Iden Versio and her dad are from. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's Vandor. What is that planet called? Um, um, I know what it's. It's something else. It's not. All right. Well. Yeah, Anyways, there's another deleted scene that uh, showed up this morning, actually. It was the Fair. Imperial Cadet scene. It actually shows Han piloting the TIE fighter. Um, or he's flying with Onyx Squadron, and he crashes into that hangar bay. It's it, it's actually exactly uh, uh, it's, it's exactly the scene that was the excerpt uh, that was uh, shown on the StarWars.com website about the, the kind of um, uh, the Han having to save Onyx 2, who was, like a, who was in danger from these headhunters, and then had to they crash into a hangar bay and then he gets Wait, the star wars website what, what's yeah this? there was a like ex- excerpt from the solo of the merlafferty book the solo. oh, oh of the, in the book yeah and talks about the onyx okay. squadron right because uh, i remember you talking about squadron. this but it yeah. was, so and this then, is the live action version so this is a live action just little um clip of the moment actually doesn't have the beginning part of that scene that hmm. was in the excerpt which talks about the kind of the, the short little oh, battle right. with the headhunters it was actually just when he crashes he starts crashing he's wearing kind of this like clunky pilot like attire that looks almost campy it's really really funny it's really because they want really to make fun. him look kind yeah. of dumb yeah it and wasn't like he wasn't look like a cool yeah. like tie fighter pilot he was it was definitely a clunky helmet it was really funny. too bad because i would really like to see him in the slick like tie fighter yeah. gear that would be really nice yeah because i saw that it was like it was the tie fighter helmet but it's like didn't have a face to it exactly that's exactly right yeah and um something gets held in front of that military uh that imperial tribunal it's a really yeah. funny scene where um oh that's great because i don't they cut from uh I, they cut from a different scene to Mimbom. Hmm. Mimban, right? It's like, yeah. uh, it's from the, the it's right from the, facility. He's like, I'm going to be the best pilot in the galaxy. And then they see him as a grunt. Right. You yeah. know. Um, so I think, I we think, could know I what, think the exact line, because I just watched it on a plane, is yeah. uh, next time you see me, I'm going to be flying. Yeah, yeah. And then you literally, next time you see me, he's flying through the air because oh, he's blown he up. exploded. Yes, yeah, which yeah, I never caught that. I'm like, so. oh, well done, Ron Howard. Yeah. Um, so... Breaking news on Vandor 1. Yeah. Vandor 1 is the planet where they do the heist. Okay. And weirdly enough, it's the third planet in the Coruscant sector. So it's only like two planets away wow. from Coruscant cool Prime, oh, which is cool. fascinating because I never would have thought that. But it makes really sense cool. for if you get all the all the power that goes to the ships, you can't do it far. So, so I don't know what's in Battlefront, but because uh, it might, I, I don't know. Yeah. But in that in that deleted scene yeah. uh, with the Imperial Tribunal, uh the uh, co- Commodore tells Han that he's uh, he's going to be transferred to infantry. Mm. And Han doesn't really register that. He says, so when can I fly again? Uh, and then, <laughs> the com- then the Commodore says, we'll have you flying in no time. And then it transitions okay. to... So you still get that. It's actually a like, really nice button. I, thought yeah. I like that better. But I like yeah. the button better in yeah. that yeah. scene. It was really cool. Yeah. The, uh, um, the planet I was thinking of is Vardos. Sorry. Vardos. Okay, Vardos. Vardos. I don't know yeah. how you get those two mixed up. They're clearly very, very different <laughs> names, Ben. Come on now. Thank you. I appreciate um, that, Adam. You're welcome. Yeah, and it'll be fun because I know that, that Han Solo comic's coming out, the Imperial Recruit. Oh, yeah, so sure. hopefully we'll get some of, see some of those oh, scenes fun. and that built out in, in a few months. So cool. that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, what else you got? That's Anything else? really it for news this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah late week. Slow late week. Yeah. Star Wars week. Um, but you know what? That's great. We're here for you. Yeah, I've been digging into the uh, the solo novelization, and uh, I haven't gotten that far. I've just cracked it. Okay, uh, read like the first three chapters, right. but cool. it's cool. Like you get the you get a nice prelude to the the hot wiring of the speeder. You, you actually 
get to learn a little bit more about Kilmo, who is the owner of the speeder and a kind of back alley deal that Holland's oh, having with him. Nice. It's kind of cool. It has a nice start to it. All right. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do we hear anything more about Needles, my favorite? I didn't see Needles' non, name. Non, yet, uh, non-filmed yeah. character in Star Wars history. <laughs> no, I didn't see anything no. about Needles yet, but that's um, hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty great. Well, I was going to say, so, which is good because we're going to do a kind of deep dive back into Solo next week because the, 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 the streaming's coming out. Mm-hmm. So, we'll watch all the bonus stuff. And so, yeah, that'll be cool. And then, Grant, you have to finish that book by next week. Yeah. So, good luck. I'll, I'll, I, I'll finish it. All right. Oh, so, okay. we'll do a little more. Yeah, we'll do <laughs> yeah. more Solo next week. That'll be, that'll be yeah. super. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any comics this week? Yeah, a couple of comics this week. We got Darth Vader 21. Oh, I got it right. Darth Vader 21 came out, and that's the third in the uh, Fortress Vader. Mm. Uh, so oh, I heard cool things happen in this one. Yep, we get we finally get Vader back on Mustafar. Um, nice. The opening page of that book is haunting. The opening page cool. is is Vader. I won't spoil exactly what's happening in it, but it's Vader uh, has been given the Royal Naboo Cruiser oh. by Palpatine to go to Mustafar. So it's just kind of like <laughs> that's the original one. Right? Yeah, not, like, the, not the really era one. From no, like the two, first the first one. So the first, one. yeah, the first time. Uh, yeah. So so dude, that guy's such a jerk. I know. Yeah. And then and then um, we get another Sith Lord reference name dropped and some yeah, some other stuff going Ooh, on. Cool. Um, new Sith Lord. New Sith Lord. So cool stuff. And it's it, the the main premise is. Um, Vader trying to reconnect with the dark side or connect um, for a specific purpose, mm-hmm. which I won't ruin. Um, and meanwhile, uh, the Emperor gives him an architect, an Imperial architect to come along with him to try to oh, help fun. design. And so it's a lot of like her going, is this what you want? I think you'll be happy. And like, You'd be wrong. And then, <laughs> and then giving her no feedback whatsoever about what he wants. <laughs> That's kind of a good bit. Actually. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. this really emotes how evil you are and we're cutting off the heads of children. Yeah. And he's like, no, just get away from me. And it's all her monologuing with I'm her assistant, yeah. which is hilarious when he's not there going, they often don't tell us what they want, but I know how we can get it. Like, and, and like, just like acting like she's going to get it all right. And he's just yeah. like, no. Yeah. The chances of you coming out yeah. alive are yeah. Um, And then the other one that came out this, and, and sorry, uh, Darth Vader, it was by uh, Charles Sewell. And um, the last Jedi adaptation, the final one came out this week mm-hmm. That's right. uh, with Gary Whitta, um, uh writing it. Um, not a ton, but we do get a bit of Luke internal monologue and we do get internal monologue from Luke as he's sitting and disappearing. So we get his Luke Skywalker's final thoughts, which reads it. And so it ends as it began by the light of two suns before stepping into a larger world. That's the last thing Luke thinks, which which, master of two worlds right there. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I read that after I read. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's very much just putting text to subtext. So there's not anything shocking about that since as you watch that, you kind of realize that same message through yeah. through Ryan Johnson's filming, but it's nice to hear Luke have that thought, that confirmation yeah. that he's stepping into a larger world. Yeah, yeah. which is very cool. Um, so awesome, so awesome. Um, video games, same thing. I don't know. I've actually been enjoying uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two yeah. more. There's less. They they did a patch and they've cleaned up a bunch of the the um, glitches that were in there. Um, there's still an occasional one, which is frustrating. Sure. But whatever. Um, and they are going, they've been much better about community transmissions. They're much more regular and they, well, which is like maybe once one month, yeah. two months and they, you know, and, and there's less information. So, um, they're just trying to figure it out. There's going to be more clone trooper skins coming. They're going to, um, actually the 29th, um, the new, uh, squad systems going to come out. So if you're into, um, you know, playing with your friends, that'll, that'll be easier yeah. to do. 
Um, I'm you, totally you actually yeah. spawn in with your friends. Oh, now. all right. So I'm looking across the table at two guys yeah. that maybe I own the game and I own the PlayStation Network yeah. thing. So why not? Why not? Yeah, right? let's find yeah, some time. So, yeah, so there'll be you can either do it through yeah. PlayStation you or can, through um, their thing. You can watch me get killed or or <laughs> help you get has, killed. So yeah, I'm gonna be hiding behind know. you the entire time. I'm, I'm interested to see how competition is gonna go because yeah. I think there yeah. are gonna be if it's easier to have teams and there's more teams, it means there's gonna be a lot more butt kickings. That's true. Yeah, because really three people you know even of moderate abilities can really change yeah. the whole sure. course of the yeah. game because literally every time i find myself at the objective and i'm like looking around and there's nobody yeah. there yeah. and it's like no yeah. come on guys this is how this works yeah. this is how you win you shoot at the bad guys and you take over the thing it's not that hard well i'm a good grunt you just give me orders just point me in the right yeah, direction and i'll go there and do it <laughs> awesome um, I'll, snipe. I'll be sniping from afar. There you go. <laughs> yes. I'll be cannon fodder and uh, Grant will be sniping. Grant will be back of the map sniping. Um, that could work. So, yeah, video games. Nice. Did, I'm totally out of touch. Did the Grievous drop yet, or is that not? Is that coming up? Coming? No, okay. Because that's no, the first so one they are going to drop, though, right? Of the new. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, next month, okay. I believe. Sorry if I just made someone sad that Grievous isn't there, but I couldn't remember Actually, if that happened might, or not. He might come out the 29th. Okay. I don't know. No, maybe it's no. What's the next month? October? No, he's October. That makes sense. Obi-Wan's November. Um, Grievous then, for Halloween. And then, yeah, TBD. Um, yeah, TBD, uh, Anakin, and uh, Dooku. I'm stoked for Dooku, man. I just want to oh, yeah. Just yeah, me slay too. people with that. But, um, yeah, I have, like, level 70 all my guys. I'm nice. That's awesome. It's good, it's good times. All right. Shall we uh, turn the proverbial page and go into our, our final, uh, The Return which is um, the last chapter in Hero of a Thousand Faces. Um, really, really cool this time. And it yeah. a lot of... So this is, yeah, the last part of the Hero's yeah. cycle. Yeah. Right? Hero's journey. Um, and it... Um, yeah, so it's called The Return. Um, and it has five subsections, I believe. That's, and the first six, one is... Six? six? Yes. Okay. Um, do you want to just read yeah, them? Yeah, sure. Looking um, at them so right there? we'll go over all of them in order. Uh, you have a first uh, part of the return is the refusal of the return. The second part is the magic flight. The third part is the rescue from without. The fourth, the crossing of the return threshold. Five, master of two worlds. Six, freedom to live. Yeah, which is great. And then we're also going to, that's chapter three, technically. And then mm -hmm. chapter four is the sort of summary of this first half of the book, yeah. um, which is, I think we've decided is the only half of this book that really pertains to Star Wars directly. There's other sort of examples that he pulls out, I think, that support this monomyth and the hero's journey yeah. um, in the second half of the book. But um, I think it's too much work and it, won't, it, it will be not really as relevant as it what we're working on now somewhat more academic yeah. when i was reading over it than, yes. than so but yeah you know. um so anyways but there is one last part after the return um just called the keys and yep. it um there are a couple it's only like a four page thing but yep. it sort of sums up everything that he was saying and sort of has a last a last couple last words about the um the monomyth yeah um so this is it and so yeah here we are the return last part um should we just start at the beginning or do you have any overarching why don't we just start at the beginning? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do it. So the first part is re refusal of the return. I'll probably read that. Yeah, the first I think paragraph, paragraph yeah. is usually pretty. Yeah, yeah. Just to give people an idea about what we're what we saw and what we're talking about here. Yeah, cool. I think the I think the first paragraph works well for introducing the refusal of the return. Um, so I'll just read it. Uh, when the hero quest has been accomplished through 
penetration to the source or through the grace of some male or female human or animal personification, the adventurer still must return with his life-transmuting trophy. The full round, the norm of the monomyth, requires that the hero shall now begin the labor of bringing the runes of wisdom, the golden fleece, or his sleeping princess back into the kingdom of humanity, where the boon may redound to the renewing of the community, the nation, the planet, or the 10,000 worlds. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect for Star Wars, the 10,000 yeah, worlds. Right? Definitely. I think I think you have to do the second paragraph there because this is the refusal yeah, sure. of the return, right? right. So, he's, so, he's got... so but, but the responsibility has been frequently refused. Even the Buddha, after his triumph, doubted whether the message of realization could be communicated. And saints are reported to have passed away while in the supernal ecstasy. Numerous indeed are the heroes fabled to have taken up residence forever in the blessed isle of the unaging goddess of immortal being. Right, so it's like once you get there, you're like, why would I go back? Yeah, yeah, and can will people believe me if I come right. back? Will will it be accepted when I come back? Um, so first thing I thought is is this actually sets up episode seven? If we yeah. if we mm-hmm. assume in a way that I don't think JJ meant to set it up, right. um, I think actually Ryan gave a really good justification for the setup for episode seven because yeah. my thought is if there is some if the force is something out there that is controlling fate or, or having some impact mm-hmm. that Luke has been for the last, we don't know how long he was on Act 2, but for a long time he's been, since the his failure at the Jedi Temple, has been refusing the call, right? Like right. refusing the return. Yeah. He went back to the supernatural place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think the Force just said, you know what? Fine, if you're not yeah. going to do this, we need to restart the cycle, right. right? Start from the beginning and restart the cycle with Rey. Right. Yeah. Which is, yes, I, yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of theories about that. And yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And they, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, each one of these subsections really deals with the same thing. It's like sort of the problems of coming back. Mm-hmm. So you've won. What happens right. now? And I think a lot of it has to do with the, the sequel trilogy. I have notes from the other ones. There's certainly like notes here and there. A little bit, yeah. You know, obviously the original trilogy, he sort of did the cycle in the first movie just to sort of do it. Um, yeah. But there's, but also in the first trilogy and, all, and, and a lot of these things. Well, really, the first trilogy, am I thought ends before this chapter we don't see luke's return at least not literally yeah like he is like we literally just saw him at the very end get the boon realize see his father yeah and what is it like when luke returns i think that's why the sequel trilogies sometimes struggle or people think they struggle because how do you take this character right i think there's a sub sort of a sub cycle within the original trilogy where really i mean he essentially gets the boon luke gets the, Mm -hmm. the boon at the end of a new hope yeah, mm-hmm. and and he's a Jedi now, and then like so it's sort of like he has returned, and he has this he has this mythological force. You know, he know he's now one with the force, and he and he's curious about it, and he has this thing, and he's trying to figure out what to do yep. with it. Um, and so in a in a small way, that's it, but in a much larger way, mm-hmm. we totally. see it in, yes. the, in the, the sequel trilogy. I mean, that's the thing, and and actually in the last chapter of the book, chapter four, I mean, he, you know, the the author talk Campbell talks a lot about the fact that people who use this use it multiple ways. There's multiple cycles within stories. That's not not every myth is exactly following yeah. this path to the letter. Yeah. So yeah, you, I think there are many cycles are definitely there. One more thing, I know, yeah. I know you're itching to get in, Grant, but um, no, I was going to mention one thing. I had an. Uh, I don't know. I had an overarching, like, I don't know, uh, theory when I saw this. And, and this, I don't know if this supports or, or conflicts with what you just said. I have no idea. But <laughs> I think, I, and I had this written down, that the Force Awakens is a metaphor mm-hmm. for a returning triumphant from the unconscious enlightened. And the awakening is the boon that Luke brought. Back. Okay. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. You know, like the force, because he balanced the force, right? Right. So the, now that this is the boon, and then this is sort of the the 
problem that people are having with it. Right. Um, I think I, the the quote I had was uh, Boone was it's the second paragraph on one sixty eight. Boone was bestowed. All right, it actually, it really starts. Individuals, people, civilizations, world ages came into being out of the void and dropped back into it again. While the old king in his state of subconscious bliss endured, timeless as the Freudian unconscious beneath the dramatic time world of our fluctuating ego experience, the old mountain man, the drinker of deep sleep, lived on and on. His awakening came, and then his awakening came. And yeah. I don't know, yeah. sort of, I don't know. That obviously and the, the hero circuit, the hero circuit, yeah. occurs again. Right, right. right. Yes, exactly. They, they, exactly. That's yeah. the next sentence, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. And so I don't know. So that that was sort of the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, yeah, you, uh, yeah. One thing. Uh, yeah, do no. you guys think the life transmitting trophy or the, the kind of rune of wisdom <laughs> only has to deal with the force, or is there like a political element, like democracy? You know what I mean? Something, something that that maybe other people can't attain. That's or, a really good oh, point, I like man. That. Yeah. I, yeah. I only think of it as the, the same force. here. And but, I, I have, yeah. you know, these. Essentially, I won't be able to find it, my note here, but um, I, I think of the force as sort of this primordial theological soup, right? Yes. right that yeah, envelops definitely. the galaxy, and you just—it's just got a bunch of deities in it. Yeah, you know, from every different planet has its own deities. The the overarching galaxy has its yeah. own deities. Yep. Um, and I think that's what's going to give this series a lot of legs yeah. because you can explore that mm-hmm. if you keep the force mythological and not historical, you can you know, keep right. pulling these deities out of anywhere and all yeah. this mythology and, and do it really endlessly. And each yeah. one will have their own unique tie into the force, right. which they've already started doing. If you've read that Luke, you know, vision yeah. Quest book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, even in the Clone Wars, right? You got the Night Sisters kind of have yep. their yep. weird connection exactly. to it. Yeah, exactly. The, the other small cults, yeah. the, I mean, the Loth Wolves. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they all sort of have this, you know, that's, yeah. They, they are all these deities with their own boons to bestow. Right. And, um, yeah, pretty darn good. Yeah, but great. You make an interesting point, right? Because if you think about Lucas's first two trilogies, the center of it was democracy. Yeah. It was, I mean, especially the prequel trilogy. That's very exactly much what political, I was thinking. Right? Yeah. Like, the, well, the first trilogy good. starts with the end of yeah. the democracy, and then the whole, at the end, we assume the democracy is coming back, and then same in the reverse yeah. in... The prequel trilogy. Wow. You start with the functioning and then right. lose it by the end. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I never thought about that either, but second you said it, I think there's something there. Wow. So it's probably both ways then. Yeah. Like yeah. religious and, and political. And yeah. that's really the time of the policy. And that's what Finn and Ray represent, I believe, right? It's kind of yeah. like we talk about the duality between Ray and Ren, but mm-hmm. but Finn and Ray also carry that kind of duality of like Finn is tied more closely to the physical world, and then Ray is right. spiritual. And yeah. he is yeah. deathly afraid of fra- uh, afraid of fascists, as he should be. Yeah. Yes. Right. I mean, that's his motivation is just like fighting fascism, and he doesn't care about the. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was not taught probably anything about. No. Mm-hmm. You know the force. Yeah. Or, or the, just to fear Kylo Ren. Yeah. No, totally. I have a quick quote on 168 where I just wrote Luke and TLG, which I wrote a lot. Yeah. But yeah. Um, after yeah. his battle, all he asked was that he might be granted sleep without end and that any person chancing to arouse him should be burned to a crisp by the first glance yeah. of his eye. That's Luke. That is, that is That's, Hermit Luke. Yeah. Like I he, have that note up and down. He's he not happy to yeah. see Ray at all. Right. For those that haven't read this chapter, it's mostly just one myth about um, King... Muchukunda, and he goes to. Oh yeah, he 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 kicks everyone's butt. I think it's a Mexican uh, fable. Uh, no, Hindu warrior king named Muchukunda, and um, he yeah he essentially kicks everyone's butt, and the the gods were like, hey, you saved us. That's awesome. What do you want? He's like, can I just sleep? Yeah. And actually, yeah. <laughs> if anyone wakes me up, can I kill them with my yeah. eyes? Yeah. And they're like, sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> and um, so it's about him sort of going. But it's it's just so funny because yeah, I have this clone here. It's like he kicked the figure lying on the ground before him. It was like someone. This is how Muchakunda's yeah. discovered. Yeah. And um, it was another Hindu god that you yeah. know was backed in the cave it, on the ground for him, and it stirred. It was King Muchakunda. The figure rose, and eyes that had been closed for unnumbered cycles in creation, world history, and dissolution opened slowly to the light. Yeah. And I mean, that was like Luke. Yes. Luke, yeah. All over it. That very slow awakening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's good. Do anything else, or should we move on to part I just two? To do, yeah, I'm, I'm literal guy. So yeah. before we move on, I just yeah. wanted to think. This is called the rever- refusal to return. So I'm just trying to. I, I did you guys write down any sort of like specific return refusal to returns per trilogy? Because I have a couple. Go yeah, for go it. Go for it. You go. Um, uh, Return of the Jedi. I did a refusal to return. This is just the literal. Mm-hmm. You know refusals well um, we've determined I, lucas is very literal at times so yeah and yeah. I, so i thought sort of the end of the return of the jedi when luke is like i can't leave you here to his dad like he yeah, he, right. he brought his dad back to the light which was mm-hmm. that was his boon and now he has a father and you know but um and, and so that was sort of his like yeah. there was a moment where he was like you know i'm not gonna leave you and yeah um you know he's like i i have to save you and he's like, or you already had that yeah. sort of that thing um prequel trilogy I don't know. Um, I, Anakin could have been the savior of the Jedi, but he wanted more. Yeah, you know, he was sort of right there. He could have he could have killed, smote his mentor, yeah. and mm-hmm. been the savior of democracy, and yeah. you know, yeah. and he refused the return. Really, yeah, um, yeah makes sense. And then uh, sequel trilogy, Luke. Yeah, I, I mean, what we just saw in Episode Eight. I mean, yeah. He, he didn't return. I mean, he, he decided to pass deeper. In, and like that's really the literal right. translation of, of what they're talking about. Yeah. It's like Luke goes on into the, the underworld, the unknown. Yes. Yeah. Past the death um, barrier, which is, you know. It's also a, very much. Ben Solo has a major refusal to return to the light side. Of the force. <gasps> yes. Yeah. 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 Good call. Huge, yep. Um, yeah. Totally. yeah. That's one I picked up. All right. So Magic Flight is the second one. Sure. Um, Do you want me to read it? Okay, so I'll read the first paragraph. does a good job as well. So it reads, If the hero in his triumph wins the blessing of the goddess or the god and is then explicitly commissioned to return to the world with some elixir for the restoration of society, the final stage of his adventure is supported by all the powers of his supernatural patron. On the other hand, if the trophy has been attained against the opposition of its guardians... Uh, or if the hero wishes to return to the world, has been uh, resented by the gods or demons, then the last stage of the mytholo- mythological round uh, <laughs> becomes... Becomes? Yeah. Wow, you found a typo. Sick. Uh, a <laughs> yeah. lively, often comical pursuit. Uh, the flight may be complicated by marvels or magical obstruction and evasion. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. I have two names written there. Yeah. Um, Rose and Finn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for the, that, That's what the Canto bite thing was it's mm. like it's like when you're and they talk about this over and over again this, this one thing it's like some people can win the wrong way yeah like they go all the way and you know they, they're like they find they have this boon they perceive they need yeah they go in and yeah. then it's just like hell trying to get out yeah and figure it and make it work and like them on the supremacy you know they're bumbling yeah. the whole way they're making it through but ultimately fail and it's almost supernatural in nature how yeah. they fail it's like a yeah. droid like a bb9e droid is like what's going on over there like right you know, yeah it's crazy. it is very and i think and that's the second one right if if they attained against the opposition of its guardian and i mean luke in the original trilogy is very much that first part the final stage of adventure is supported by all the powers of a supernatural page yeah. right yeah. luke will be for luke the force will be with you always right mm-hmm. it's literally obi-wan yeah. talking over his shoulder while he's in the x-wing yeah no i agree completely with that anything in the prequel trilogy 
I mean, um, I had nothing in this, had... all this chapter with prequel trilogy. Just to okay, warn you. so so this is actually kind of interesting because I have Darkseid as protagonist in the prequel trilogy. Like, what if it was flipped? All right. And um, Dooku's like Dooku's flight mm-hmm. to to his his escape to right. run away. You know, because it's the Dooku's flight and then Sidious um, flying to save Anakin Vader. Yeah. You know, those are the two sort of flights to escape something. I mean, right. Sidious mm-hmm. didn't really go through a lot of hurdles to get there, though I'm sure he kind of... I mean, he had to he had to defeat Yoda right. and fight through the halls of the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you could almost say that the prequel trilogy is sort of like the antagonists are the... Are not the protagonists, but they're the main characters no, I, of that story. Yeah, I, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think that both heroes and villains get all these kind of plot points flushed out in, yeah. in their yeah. own ways. And I think like Dooku carrying the Death Star plans back to Sidious mm. in episode two is mm-hmm. totally a magical flight with a bo- Oh, being chased. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lightsaber yeah. battle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, same thing with Anakin, right? Yeah. Grasping the dark side at the end of episode three, right? Yeah. Right. Wow. So, I mean, if you if you look at the prequel trilogy from that lens, like through that inverse lens, it's really yeah. interesting. I mean, right. because you've got Plagueis, I mean, not Plagueis, Sidious at a funeral for Qui-Gon, yeah. which is his enemy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the person he's mourning is Maul. Yeah. You know, his loss of an apprentice. And yeah. Does he mourn for Maul? No. I mean, no. He's for anyone, but I mean, yeah. like, but I mean, really, like, he's he has thinking. To replot, that, right. figure out what's going on. Yeah. And I then mean, he sees. Funerals, weddings, births, these yep. are the, the major changes in our lives. And when this one passes, you know, he's he's at a crossroads, just like the. You know, right. the Jedi, you know, we're focusing on the Jedi, but this True. Phantom Menace, True. you know, is sort of trying, is plotting their next points mm-hmm. and he knows he's got this asset and Anakin, yep. um, but he knows he's probably got a couple of steps. I mean, I would say though, probably at that point, the point of the funeral, he already has a relationship with Dooku, right? Mm-hmm. Dooku's probably left the order already. Yes. I think he, I he must have, they've, he's already set in motion the creation of the clone army. Yes. With AKA Sifo Diaz. Yeah. Because um, right, they say it 10 years ago, which is right mm-hmm. around the end of yeah. the uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I just make another nine nub uh, reference sure. to? I think All I'm right. Gonna, but I think you're officially, officially like, you've, <laughs> hit, cap, you've yeah. hit your cap at this one. No, <laughs> you would be fair to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, nine Land, Lando and nine nub have a fantastic flight after out oh, of yeah. the death, the second mm-hmm. death yeah, star. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is sort of that same yeah. sort of thing. Um, I also have Luke's whole experience in Empire Strikes Back. I think this is what I'm yeah, talking yeah, to. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah, he's got the boon and then he's got to sort of navigate all these trials to sort of get to the next step. Um, and it's sort of back from his spiritual, spiritual journey. And then he goes back on another one. A lot of, yes, a lot of the boons, they're not always a kind of a physical item like a golden fleece. Sometimes they're lessons. Like in The yeah. Last Jedi, mm-hmm. when we do, when Finn and Rose do leave the supremacy and crash on uh, Crate. You know, they're not carrying an ultimate boon with them so much as they've kind of their relationship has developed and then mm. almost a the, the ultimate lesson of love has kind of been attained. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of the boon, right? And then yeah. Luke in Empire Strikes Back knows now knows that Vader is his father. It's a yeah. huge piece of knowledge that yeah. helps his own kind of uh, spiritual yeah. journey yeah. evolve. You know, it's really there's wow. lots of stuff like that. You're, lesson, you're, lesson you, yeah. yeah. I mean you're absolutely right with yeah. episode eight. I was cause I was just reading the comic and it was yeah. just very well set up where it's just like so you have you have uh, Poe almost immediately saying the same lie, line that Holdo said earlier that they're going to be the spark that lights the resistance. Like he right. echoes that line. You have right. Rose's the line. The right? right? And you have Rose's line of we win by protecting what we yeah. love, not fighting what we hate or something like that. Yeah. Point. yeah. 
And then Ray gets that message, a little bit of a message beyond the grave from Luke, or at least that feeling of mm. hopefulness, right? Mm-hmm. And then Leia honestly then says, the last time we started Rebellion, we had a lot fewer people than this, right? So like right. every single major character leaves that movie with a ray of hope or a spark still yeah. there. Right. And, yeah, and which I is mean, the boon. Right? And it's actually quite clear, and I think we've talked about this, right? Like because the spark, they say it, they mention the spark in the crawl, right? Yeah. Of Ape? Of episode eight, like this is the boon they're looking for is this spark of hope in the resistance, right? Yeah, Probably. I, so. I have a blind spot when it comes to that. I can never remember. Yeah. We talked about it for I'm sure. And a half hours. I know. <laughs> I, know. It, I think it, you're right. It is. It's our most popular episode on iTunes. Uh, and, and then yeah. also, I, but in you know, but sometimes it can be an item like in the la, in the Force Awakens, the the lightsaber is very much the boon. It's like yes. the way of the Jedi yeah. being you know, transferred from from yeah. uh, Luke to Rey, yes. and that's or whoever's destined yeah. to take on that responsibility. Yeah. Um, yeah, really yeah. cool. Grant, you have something highlighted that I have highlighted on 174, and I don't know why I have it highlighted, so please tell me why oh, I highlighted sorry. it. Yeah, I have um, uh, a popular variety of the Magic yeah. Flight is that... Uh, it's the, in one, on 174, yeah. 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 A popular yeah. variety of the Magic Flight is that in which uh, objects are left behind to speak for the fugitive and thus delay pursuit. Um, so this is kind of that moment in most films where like someone sacrifices themselves so the mm-hmm. hero can, can oh, okay. make, make it uh, yeah. out of the spiritual plane with the with the boon. Yeah. So it's very um, much Luke and in, in yeah and um, Last Jedi. And I had the last line on page seven one seventy four highlighted. Another well known variety of the magic flight is one in which a number of delaying obstacles are tossed behind by the wildly fleeing hero, mm-hmm. and that just reminds me of Luke sacrificing himself as well, yeah. right? He's being he's not literally being flung behind by yeah. Ray and that, but he's there to he's just a delaying tactic. That's all he is, yeah. right? And I then, was trying to think of people actually throwing things at other people and i couldn't find that at all <laughs> now i just want to see like ray and everyone running and just throwing yeah. like chairs like, and stuff behind happen. them <laughs> no one made a forest appear or yes like, i was I, I actually just highlighted that because i was thinking about possible endings to nine oh, okay. kylo worshiping uh, yeah. his grandfather and being this kind of vestige of the past mm. and and being left behind yeah if, if they continue to make stories after nine yep. it would be it would be a fitting end for for Kylo to to fall and for all those kind of notions and conceits of the past to, to die with him. The yes. fascist yeah. conceits or the selfish conceits? All, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, all like all a, the list of all his flaws, kind of that that have to do with his obsession with his grandfather and the dark side yeah. and all this kind of stuff that's kind of of another era. Really. Yeah, I still like I still like the idea of him having him dying, Ray having to kill him, but him coming to his sense senses just before and like welcoming the death blow the death blow like almost, almost like, like his like, father yeah. almost like it but not yeah exactly like his father but not the same thing as vader where vader turns and saves him that he just realizes like he like his last line is thank you basically yeah, right he's yeah. like it's kind of a tortured yeah he's a tortured yeah. soul yeah because yeah. he yeah all right let's keep going because yeah. i've got some more th- i mean this whole again this whole yep. chapter really just it really speaks to yeah. what we could possibly see. Yes, and I think Solo is a great representation for the magic mm. flight in terms of the coaxium being oh, the golden yeah. fleece oh, yeah. and the whole uh, the traveling through the mall oh, and all that right. stuff is Didn't totally think about Jason that and, and the, no. the Argo. Argo yeah, right? it's absolutely. Like exactly. I that. recently rewatched that movie on a plane, and it is it is a fairy tale. Like that movie yeah, is yeah. the most fairy tale like yep. of any Star Wars movie. It's, it's a just a fun romp. Like it's just this yeah. this yeah yeah. That's a good oh, point. That's a really yeah. good one. Um. Then we have Rescue from Without, mm-hmm. which... Oh, uh, I have one other thing. Oh, did you want to do some more? Yeah. Uh, nah, never mind. You sure? Yep, I'm sure. Skip it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I had to actually had the same note at the bottom line that Kylo could be smoking. Yeah, all right. I had the same Kylo note that you just mentioned. 
But it's gonna it's gonna waver back and forth. It's gonna be like, yeah. oh, Kylo should fall. Yep. Kylo should live. Like, I have multiple endings with chapter, all these. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe yeah. he should live because it makes more Which sense. I'm excited about because I was a little worried. We talked about it last week. I think Ben was and I were a little worried that this yeah. was going to give us preconceived notions for nine and possibly yeah. ruin nine. But after reading this chapter. I am less and less and less sure of what's going to happen right. because there's yeah. so many possible routes out of this thing. Definitely. I'm ones I like, ones I like less, but I don't necessarily yeah. know which one they're going to go with. Um, and I guess I, one thing I had to 178 was at the very end, it says the myth of failure, the, the myths of failure touch us with the tragedy of life, but those of success only with their incredibility. Yeah. That to me speaks to episode eight mm-hmm. and the fans reaction to that, right? Because <laughs> tragedy of life is not happy and it is a failure of a movie. Yeah. It, not, it's right. not a failure of the movie. It's a movie about failure. Um, but those of success only with their own incredibility, which is to me very slight like you have that amazing feeling i think we talked about right like if if luke had had blown up every single gorilla right, walker yeah, right. i was stood up and clapped and the next day i would have been like oh that was just, that was a little weird i didn't really yeah, feel yeah. that right because you can't feel that but like episode eight sticks with me because we've all had failure and can feel that deep yeah, down yeah. um and then it says and yet if the monomyth is to fulfill its promise not human failure or superhuman success but human success is what we shall have to be shown mm-hmm. isn't that the clarion call for what episode nine has to be then Yes. Right. It has to be human success, not superhuman yeah. success, well, not failure. It mm-hmm. can't. I think it can be both. And yeah. I think this might speak yes. to sort of the like what we talk about the duality of successes, right? Yeah. Like right. Democratic. Because what now that you've said that, that makes me feel like that's a human success is democracy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like a, a supernatural success is balanced to the force, maybe get, right. purging it from this sort of Kylo right. and his in his but they've done contents. I mean, Lucas did a good job with the force and not making it seem yes as supernatural, but it's not necessarily mm-hmm. superhuman. Yeah, in a way, right. like we talked about, like Jedi aren't superheroes, right? They're fallible, yeah. they're right. killable, and so like you can even still have that that element of the Force still there, and almost still feel like a human success. Because yeah. when Luke right. succeeds in those earlier movies, it still felt human to me, like yeah, I right. could achieve that somehow. Right, and it's yeah, it's sort of like when he moves a rock, suddenly, yeah, or like he he grabs the lightsaber out of the yeah. cave. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like he's not. It's it's fantastical, yeah, it's supernatural, right. but it's not like he's Cyclops Sh- shooting lasers out of his eyes. Literally about to say same. That's really weird. That's literally <laughs> so about to say he's not what? shooting uh, beams out of his eyes. <laughs> yeah, so weird. All right, um, but yeah, I had that exact same um, quote uh, bracketed as well, but most because it was just so puzzling. And I, I think I sort of got it towards the end. Yeah, but he he Campbell starts talking about a lot of the difference between the natural boon and the supernatural mm-hmm. boon. Right, it's like they are not the same thing. Victory is supernatural and monomyth, and then it's it, but it's sort of dissatisfying to man. Yeah, that it's sort of these two different things, and so yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, that thank you for clearing that up for me. That's um, what I'm here for. I don't no, know. Right, <laughs> um, so we're going to so go on to rescue from without. Yes. Yep. Um, do, you want, do you want me to read this one? Sure. Um, so I just had the first thing highlighted here. The hero may have to be brought back from a supernatural adventure by assistance from without. That is to say, the world may have come. Uh, the world may have to come and get him, for the bliss of the deep abode is not lightly abandoned in favor of the self-scattering of the wakened state. And I'm just going to stop there. Yeah, I think yeah. that is. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I mean, it's pretty pretty simple. It's just like sometimes you know the mortal world has to save our hero from the supernatural. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know the the one that just popped into my head about this, like right off the bat, was uh, when Bush rescues han no oh, yeah yeah but it's sort of like i mean doesn't that feel like myth like it's like yeah. oh there was this 
craggy bounty hunter that like threatened the live yeah. of the love you know the the terrible job of the hut and then you know it, it was yeah. so fantastic that he kept her around yeah. and then she reveals herself yep. to be the princess it's very it's very fairy tale like and yeah. and if you buy into the the internet theory that indiana jones movies all happen in um han solo's carbonite fever dreams yeah uh then right. this is very literal that's his right. supernatural adventures or indiana jones movies absolutely <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's fun you should google it because c-3po and r2d2 pop up in um raiders of the lost ark some things you can never unsee and uh, <laughs> avoid those things um but that's really the only one i've got yeah. do you guys have anything else um I don't have a lot there, but I will say that I had Ray coming for Luke in episode eight, episode seven, yeah. slash yeah. episode eight, and I also had yeah, totally. um, that's a, the perfect one. Jeez. Then coming for Obi Wan in A New Hope, mm-hmm. right? In many ways, like the, he's there being he is he's being rescued in some ways or being brought into the story, um, though very different outcomes for the two. One is more than happy to go, and the other one's the grumpy old man on an island. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of like the all father, the all mother mm-hmm. is going to uh, come into play. Uh, but invader in Return of the Jedi, right? Uh, you mm. Wouldn't think oh, that Luke's yeah. going to get this aid. That's um, a good call. Uh, but he does, and that's really that's kind of plays into it as well. Um, yeah, I, th- I had a thought that maybe I don't know. What if what if Ray tries to? I don't know. I just wonder if we're going to see a lot more um, Force ghosts and a lot more of the unknown world in Nine. Mm-hmm. And I even had a thought. I was like, "What if Ray um, decide tries to bring Luke back?" There's some stuff in here that made me think they could pull that route off if they right. wanted to bring Luke actually coming back. Yeah, like, like literally take back. someone back yeah. from death. Yeah, and I, can't, I'll, I think I hit on that later, and I can't remember where it is, but I'll point yeah. out when I get yeah, there. Yeah, but yeah, there I'm was something where I'm like, "That seed for yeah. now." I know it's ridiculous like, and stupid. But I don't like, want it, but I could do it. Like I could, could see how it. they yeah. would get the idea for that. Yeah. There's also there's also a study a, a, a um so throughout this I don't know if it's this chapter or other chapters I just started like circling when I'd see names that mm-hmm. were names from like Finn gets a name yep, Finn, Finn gets names somewhere too and then on yeah. one eighty three they tell a whole story about the sun goddess I'm like sun goddess who you know is who's like a sun like a ray of sunshine oh ray yeah uh, no yeah when they, when they describe the solar uh, god uh, the, like the, a analogous ray? like across yes. all these yes. myths yeah uh, i'll read it real quick yeah, a solar god a certain tenderness toward the lovely gift of light a gentle gratitude for things made visible uh, such as must once have distinguished the religious mood of many peoples i just felt like she's tender she has she's yes. gentle like yep. she is exactly a solar god yeah. in yeah. all these different myths yeah and, and this is a really short chapter but he spends like a third of it talking about how the sun god is occasionally female. Yeah. Which yeah. is just sort of, and he does this. He sort of, like, this is a very meandering narrative, mm-hmm. which I actually enjoy. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes it more of a joy to read. Yes. But he spends a lot of time talking about um, this sun god archetype. And um, it got me thinking that, like, maybe Ray is more. Like, mm-hmm. maybe Ray's boon is, like, godlike. Like they, there might be something even bigger, you know, for like, she's not just going to be a strong force user. She could be something yeah, you know, it, larger. Than it that. could be. I mean, right. We talk about the force awakens and mm-hmm. we know that the force awakened in Ray and yeah. in, in Kylo yeah. as well. And there, I mean, if they wanted to go super metaphysical or super whatever, it might be that at the end, their deaths or whatever, right. like reignites. All I, I'm starting to think of X-Men because that's all I ever think of. But they, they their right. deaths kind of reignite the force out right. there. We get more force users come from there death and then mm. shooting out of the force uh, into the universe or something that they're the containers of that currently yeah. i don't think they'd go that way i'd like that but that's again i don't know how you sell toys on that one 
yeah like with her with her with her coming to into the story there's going to be a kind of uh, uprising of force users and yeah sort of like with just after yeah. her death like with her death they also say the sun and like fire is sort of like a male like it's it's a metaphor for sex and you have like you know uh-huh. yeah so maybe she's the instantiation of both where she's sort of yeah she is this power but i don't know or yeah, can really her and right Kylo together have to die together in that somehow. Ooh, like, don't, joining. Oh, we're gonna get play into our, my theory. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to bump into that. Okay. Sorry. No, well, uh, no worries. Uh, well, we're gonna get there. We're gonna make our we can, well, I'll pump the brakes for now. We'll get yeah. This. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Also, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not happenstance that her name is Ray. The first movie is called The Force Awakens. And yeah. It, it, it. She perfectly parallels uh, with a lot of these these gods and goddesses of the sun who are, are making yeah. this rebirth or return that's a joyous custom for all the people around them and, and stuff like that. It's, it's totally, you know, all right there. It's a kind of literal yeah. translation. But then Kylo comes into play, right? There is the dual protagonist angle that I think yes. kind of disturbs that perfect that perfect um, correlation, you know? Absolutely. It definitely disturbs that. Yeah. And so there's, there's something really interesting there. Yeah. And they, yeah, they keep talking about the for the sun god is it's Amaterasu. Yeah. And it was just like a sun god that was like fooled and she was just like, all right, heck with you guys, I'm going home. Yeah. And, and essentially 800 million gods needed to throw a party in her front yard right. to get her out. Yeah, right. And when they did, uh, she was like, oh, that sounds cool. Comes out and then I wish we should do drunk instead of drunk history, drunk men. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Um, and like have them act it out. Um, they, throw, they throw these like reeds behind her so she can't go back into her house. Right. Yeah. And these like godly bonds that sort of keep her from going back and being like, no, we need you. And they talk about those again later. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just think there's probably there's probably something there. If, yeah. if we know that these people were like, listen, we could read all the myths in the world or we could read jo- uh, Joseph Campbell's Hero of yeah. Thousand Faces. And in most cases, it seems like they just read this book and like that was enough. And yeah. then started so is this, this is how they justify having like a force ghost parade. I well, so that's what I thought literally yeah. when I was writing when I was reading and this. And, and each new each new chapter sort of informs the, the previous. Yes. So yeah. my, my theory changed, but I was like, well, I mean. You know, it, that actually could be a thing, right? They yeah. could have, you know, I, I had this, I wrote down, uh, Ray will need to search the undead world for her mentor. She could, you know, meet many force sensitives along the way and mm-hmm. together they will devise yeah. a plan to reawaken Luke and create a deity. Like, So I was well, actually thinking it could be like God Luke, wow. you know, where I didn't think, but I mean, it could be her. Yeah. Really, right. it makes more sense to be like, you know, she is the awoken, right. you know, sun entity. Um but again, this is just playing with the themes yeah. that are there and the and the metaphors that they're giving here. You know, yeah. um, that's sort of crazy, but I like crazy right now. Um, do you want to move on to crossing of the return threshold? Yeah. I'll, I'll just I'll just jump to one last paragraph. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, paragraph I have highlighted at the bottom of one eighty six. Oh, uh, that too. <laughs> I think this clarifies a little bit more about the um, the uh, rescue from without, and that is um, okay. Whether rescued from yeah. without, driven from within, or gently carried along by the guiding divinities, he or she has yet to re- re-enter with his his or her boon the long-forgotten atmosphere where men who are f- fractions imagine themselves to be complete. He or she has yet to confront society with his with his or her ego-shattering, life-redeeming elixir and take the return blow of the reasonable queries, hard resentment, and good people at a loss to comprehend. And I just... That's kind of an important piece. I think, yeah, like, to I had the, the rest three of question marks next yeah, yeah. to that. Like, what the actual? Yeah, can you laymanize that for me? Because I, I don't know. I, it's 
it just it, there was a lot going on. I couldn't really wrap my head around it. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that people are divided, and then this person's going to unite. It's kind of like, okay, wh- but but it's also teaching a lesson that was forgotten. Yeah. It's, a, it's it's a lot of things. Yeah, at once. and it also right. speaks a bit towards the hero coming back and mm-hmm. not and like like we talked about, it's not necessarily the refusal of the call, but still that that how do you come back to a normal world after mm-hmm. being the supernatural? Yeah. And they have this thing, the paradoxical paradoxical supremely difficult threshold crossing of the hero's return from the mystic realm into the land of common day. Yeah, and I had this. This 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 is is this what makes the sequel trilogy so hard to stick to landings in right. a way for yeah. the fan base because one of the things that I think we don't hit on enough because it's super just business and boring is that thirty five years have passed right and yeah. so we lost the story of what Luke does right after saving the world right, right? and so you can't so what, like where do you go with that and the only thing you can do is which is what JJ basically did was like hit a giant pause button. And pretend very little has happened in 35 years or that Luke has pulled himself off the right. board because that's a huge story to tell, right? This idea of like, what does Luke do with this power? And from a storytelling standpoint to say nothing much for 35 years, because we, if we just say like, yeah, everything changed, you missed it. Yeah. Luke's elixir didn't affect yeah. the galaxy in the way we all thought it would. Yeah. Be. Right. That's kind of the major thing. But right? it's the pause helped the story in a lot of ways too, I love because it, it gave, yeah. because it gave birth to mythos right mm-hmm. so suddenly it's not historical yeah. it's an historical you can't nail it down plus it's it gave Luke a, a time this rest right yeah. it had this time to be alive or, the, or you know to be past the void and, and be yeah. this deity beyond and um, before he has to come back I mm-hmm. think what a lot of the haters of the sequel trilogy want is for a time machine where you can go back in time and make episode seven in 1985 right yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah, i yeah, feel like that, yeah but but they don't they don't realize cooler. that oh i love this yeah. What, yeah, what we're getting like logical. i i am on board yeah. with the sequel trilogies but i kind of like that's the thing with the fans and then yeah. what they're not connecting with is they what they're asking for wouldn't make any sense 35 years later they right. just wanted exactly. they wanted the movie made yeah. 30 years ago i know and then don't yeah. worry you're gonna get a live action show yeah. of that like it's yeah. gonna, something's gonna happen in that era and you're gonna get a bunch of people with laser swords and fly tie fighters and x-wings and like yeah. hacking things up and doing crazy stuff and going on crazy adventures yeah. and seeing the galaxy they have plenty of time to do oh, those yeah. stories yeah but the this skywalker saga i guess you'd call it is this is myth this yeah. is the myth of the galaxy yeah. um and yeah i mean and they, they talk about that more towards the end um, and then, so sort of the next two chapters, the crossing of the return threshold yep. and the master of two worlds, I mean, I feel like can be summed up in force guests. You know, if we're just talking. I have a about, lot of FGs next to a lot yeah, of things yeah. here. Yeah. Um, you guys want to, you want to shake down the crossing, the, the uh, return threshold or grant you want to Yeah. Do? Let me see. We're good. Um, I'll, I'll just read the beginning, I guess. Um, crossing of the return threshold, yeah. the two worlds, the divine and the human can be pictured only as distinct from each other, different as life and death, as day and night. The hero adventures out of the land we know into the darkness. There accomplishes his adventure or again is simply lost to us, imprisoned or in danger. And his return is described as a coming back out of the yonder zone. Mm. Nevertheless, and here is a great key to the understanding of myth and symbol. The two kingdoms are actually one. The realm of the gods is a forgotten dimension of the world we know, and the exploration of that dimension, either willingly or unwillingly, is the whole sense of the deed of the hero. Just yeah. stop there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the place. Yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, and, and, I mean, that's just Luke all over, right? Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and now the more I'm I'm listening to you, but all I'm thinking about is sort of, it's sort of coming into focus, right? I mean, we yeah. have this hero is still Luke. And this right. is, you know, and he's been asleep and this is, you know, 
what he goes through when he right. has to come back. This is all about episode eight. Yes. And in the return crossing of the return threshold. And we don't have gods or um or theology in Star Wars. I mean, right. there's just the Jedi of the past and the Republic and, right. and Luke's story and things like that that people yeah. that people are working with. It's uh so Yeah. So it is when when Campbell says that the two kingdoms are actually one. I mean, like that it's the yeah. Republic was the world that was once in a state of democracy, and it was uh, there were many many heroes who yeah. could be you know substitutes for yeah. gods in a lot of these myths and things like that. And so that's kind of what is trying yeah. to that's the new lesson that's actually trying to come back into the, the fold. Yeah. Also, how about Episode Nine, Yonder Zone? Um, <laughs> I have I have a I have a name actually. I have it under this. I, oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah go for it. Drop it. Balance of the Force. Star Wars Episode Nine. Balance of the Force. Yeah, balance would work, right? Like we, it's because I've also talked about the fact that if we don't get a balance thing going on in Episode Nine, I'm throwing a shoe at the at the screen. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't fill nine movies yeah. on that and not give us something of an explanation. Not like right. a deep explanation, but like yeah, just say the word anyway. Um, and Grant, after the paragraph you read, or the next line is, the values and distinctions that in normal life seem important disappear with the terrifying assimilation of the self into what formerly was only otherness. And this kind of hits to me of like mm-hmm. the scary side of the force, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's overwhelming. And I think this explains Luke, right? This idea of distinctions in, that in normal life seem important, right? That's Luke just sequestering himself on the island going, yeah. all the stuff that you're arguing about doesn't matter at the end of the day. This no. is not what's important. And that's yeah. why he's just not there. And he's just so. Yeah. yeah. And, and then again, this speaks to like why he said it's so hard to stick the landing because one is so, you know, it, it's so immaterial. It's, yeah. You know, you can't give it substance. Yeah. Um, it's just like, no, it is the way it is. It's this, you know, a hundred million foot view sort of looking yeah. at um, how, you know, the, the balance between good and evil, life and death. Yeah. Not a ton. The one ninety, yeah. I did circle Finn McCool. Finn McCool, that's <laughs> yeah. also too. best name ever. But we yeah. got Finn. Yeah, I was in the son of Finn McCool. Yeah, I'm like, wait, we're just gonna <laughs> skip past that. All yeah. right. Um. Yeah, and he was an interesting character too. It's a weird Irish thing. Um. And then on one ninety two, it talks about the equating of a single year in paradise to one hundred of earthly existence. Yeah. Um. That made me think of the very end of Return of the Jedi and why. Um we see Anakin warmly welcomed by Obi-Wan and Yoda. And it's because they've had a hundred years between right, right, to actually right. like, cause like there's some stuff they got to deal with before. Yeah. Like they're all happy and smiling mm-hmm. at Luke. So I kind of yeah. thought of like, that made me feel a little better about it. They've, they've been hanging yeah, out had, for a while. He had, he had to earn his right to be reincarnated. Yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I'm just um, I had one, actually I had one uh, quote at, on, in 189, yeah. the end of the second chapter there. Uh, the easy thing is to commit the whole community to the devil and retire again into the heavenly rock dwelling. Close the door and make it fast. But if some spiritual obstetrician has meanwhile drawn the Shimanawa across the retreat, that's those are the cords that keep you from going, that kept uh, Amaratsu going back into her dwelling. Mm-hmm. Um, then work of then the work of representing eternity in time and perceiving in time eternity cannot be avoided. I just wrote Luke next to it, but um, because I just like, that's literally what he did. I, I just, I love yeah. the imagery of the the language where he was just like, <laughs> he put his, he put his X-wing, you know, panel on his door, yep. closed it and was like, no, go away. Yeah. And then, um, but it's just like, nope, needed to it's, perceive yeah. eternity I, in time. I remember we were joking when we first started this book that like all Ryan Johnson did was read the first, like the introductory chapter. Right. Yeah. And we, and we already last week, you know, yeah. said that was a joke and clearly read more, but he read a lot of this, like a yeah. lot of this stuff. Like this is where he, this, this is, is where he figured myth. out how to break apart Luke and figure out what, yeah. what should be done with Luke. Well, I, I think, think. The, you know, the monomyth 
chapter was an overview of the yes. whole process. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we saw a lot of that, re- you know, reverberating mm-hmm. through. But no, he spent a lot of time. I mean, Finn yeah. McCool, if if John Boyega isn't Finn McCool, then I don't know who is. <laughs> I, I, this could be a great tweet to um, to uh, uh, Ryan Johnson if you want to. Just be yeah, like, definitely. Just, just be like, hey, throwing out a, uh, a last name for Finn in case he needs one, <laughs> yeah, you know, and like, and just yeah. like maybe McCool, yeah, and see if he picks up on <laughs> so it. He's like, he's like, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, otherwise, like, it's dumb. Other people just not yeah, get like, it. It'd be a nice stupid. little like, yeah, just mind melt, little yeah. nod. Because I'm just, we know, know what's going on. Yeah, we're, we're we don't, we don't get trips. much on Finn McCool though. We get more no, of his son. His son, right? Yeah. What is the? Does is there a parallel with Finn's story with Finn McCool? No, he's no one. He's this guy's dad. But it's just like you know they went through and was like that proves that proves. Oh, if you want to talk about names when they talk about montezuma uh in the crossing of the return threshold they talk about how his servants have to carry him around everywhere and he yeah touch the ground and then uh campbell goes on to say you know and uh um, in another story sir, sir james or the bible the bible maybe uh sir james george fraser explains that the following graphic way that the fact uh that over the whole earth the divine personage may not touch the ground with his foot right. Skywalker. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. A hundred percent. That's oh hilarious. Gosh. That is so funny. Yeah. All right. Well, since we're doing deep analysis, I'm going to say that Finn McCool proves that Lando is Finn's dad. Because? Because Finn McCool, and who's the most McCool character <laughs> in the entire <laughs> universe, and that's yeah. the father of, of the character. He's also the so. only other, play, uh, him and Panaka are the only other, and Mace Windu. Yes. Okay. But of those so, characters, so Lando is the coolest. No, yes. Just in, absolutely. Um, no one's and then on one ninety four it says the returning hero to complete his venture must survive the impact of the world. That's Luke not surviving the impact of yeah. that of the back to the world, right? Mm-hmm. Of of the reality of yeah. the failure at the Jedi training. Yep, I have that exact same yeah. thing um, highlighted as well. Um, yeah, yeah, really pretty crazy. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I just wrote down. I'm like, who? Re- literally. Any force ghost that comes back is crossing the return threshold. Right. right. Yeah. So prequel trilogy, Qui Gon. I mean, think about it. If, mm-hmm. if Qui Gon didn't come back and speak to Yoda, I mean, this thing would be over pretty quick, right? Yeah. And it also tends to explain why we haven't seen, not that we won't see, but we haven't seen any dark side users as force ghosts, right? Because it yeah. would violate this kind of story a little bit. But yeah. granted, Ben, you're you're looking at the prequel trilogy as the dark side users as the yeah. protagonist you are using this lens to analyze mm-hmm. it does provide a path for vader to show up in episode nine yeah they haven't just i mean i thought they've established the rules where dark siders can't come back yeah you know i mean even though they can sort of entomb right. their spirits in like yeah you know, some things in some artifacts but yes there's really... a lot of dark side possession stuff in the yeah. comics but not returning but right. also if it's the most powerful jedi of all time anakin if anyone right. could break that rule. Also, he does come back. I guess he is good. So I guess, well, we've already hit on this, whether he's right. going to split and whatnot. But. I w- and there was also, you know, a thing about trilogies and the sequel trilogy. I'm just wondering if, you know, they didn't show it, but but they alluded to the fact that Anakin came back in Force Awakens, right? We see his helmet, tell me right. again, grandfather. So he was there, but they didn't show it, which is, I mean, that'd be pretty cool if they're like, oh, no, it happened, but like, we're just never going to show it to you because it was too hard. Um, but don't and, you think the the kind of all father is Luke in the sequel trilogy? Like, wouldn't he be the one that comes yeah, in yeah, at the end, Act Three yeah. of this film? And kind of, I would hope. I was yeah, just going to yeah. say that there's going to be for the three movies of the sequel trilogy, each one's going to have a different Force guest. Could be. So oh, okay. in the in Force Awakens, it's Anakin. Yeah. In um, uh, Last Jedi, it's Yoda, and then I would assume in um, whatever the next movie is, it's going to be Luke. Yeah. Or. Or yeah, it's got to be Luke. 
It's definitely, or it's Luke and Leia. But we don't we don't know if Kylo was even talking to Vader. We don't. I always I assume that him is just being nutsos. Yeah, I think uh, he was nuts. Really. I, I think it was alluded to. I mean, he had the helmet. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, it could, it would yeah. be a thing they could do. Well, it's again, that's the nice thing about episode not, nine not being made yet, because if they said, oh yeah, no, he was literally talking to Darth Vader, I'd be like, okay, because it's right because <laughs> yeah, they left it right. open. If they say, oh no, he's just nutso talking to himself, okay, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like it goes right. either way. Either way it works. Totally. Do you have anything more for crossing the return? Yeah, we have a lot of underlines, but nothing's next to it. So clearly, I was just trying to look smart. Yeah, yeah I think there's stuff that you know the, the whole visual metaphor of crate and luke not really being there and not yes. really touching, touching the, ground. the ground yeah it's kind of like he's holding that knowledge and he's not yeah. going to touch the ground and lose it um oh yeah oh was that in this chapter that was uh, yeah i was yeah i was talking about kind of the divine right. person and, is and Rip Van Winkle. Yeah. yeah um destiny i think is big too i think kylo doesn't have a destiny is yearning for one and ray has a destiny mm. you know what i mean yeah. i feel like that's something that i picked out of this chapter i picked that out as as well yeah it makes me th- yeah i mean maybe it's getting close to that time but i, I think as soon as kylo ren became kylo, like stopped being ben solo yeah. and started being kylo ren he ceased to be a skywalker right, right. i mean in a yeah. certain way and right. i mean it, that's well, sort of you know and, right it yeah and confirmed by luke and leia and at leia. the end of episode eight yeah. even leia says at the very so, end yeah you know so i think that reaffirms the fact that the hero of the story is very much luke and, mm-hmm. and ray is going to be this sort of like new deity that maybe might outshine his you know luke but luke will be the mythos the mythological god that sort of birthed ray yeah right um and, and made it possible for her to be there and and kylo is really an also ran at this point i mean he's i feel like when we see ray in this next movie she's gonna be at the height of her powers because she's received the boon from mm-hmm. luke it didn't you know it wasn't much she moved some rocks but like she's got the books she's got the knowledge she used it in in practice at the end of episode eight right and um and though that's the that's the boon right the and books. yeah so she, yeah well yeah the the, yeah you're right literally yeah. the jedi text oh is yeah the, so there is a oh, boon. Is a yeah. Boon, yeah yeah huh all right. All right. Ryan getting literal. Huh. Ryan yeah. pulling a Lucas. <laughs> he did pull a Lucas there. Um, and so she's going to be super strong. And yeah. I can't see. I mean, Kylo will be less supernaturally strong, but more naturally strong, right? He'll yeah. be the overall dictator of this fascist regime of First Order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, but he's not going to be any stronger in the Force. And frankly, he was not as strong as her in either of these two movies. No, I think he has hit his limit in yeah. a lot of ways. And then Ray's just starting. Yeah. Because yeah. he's. I mean, the dark side well, put a put a compressor on it. Yeah, I mean, think of that like the end. Like, what have we seen? Well, we did see Kylo stop a laser bolt in yeah, beginning, which is strong, strong. But I weirdly can't see him like when 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 um, Ray picks all those rocks up at the end of Episode Eight. Yeah, I couldn't imagine Kylo being able to. I don't think he has the concentration. I think he's still so unbalanced. Yeah. I think he is. Like, right. I think he's yeah. just right. I mean, and just, this speaks to what we talked about last week, where it's sort of like when you refuse the call, to yeah. the, you know, your call, you will be constantly tormented and it will be, everything will be bringing you back to your place. I mean, yeah. he needs to be, you know, the, the world in the forest is telling him to be light. Yeah. And he's got this draw to the dark side. It's kind of Maybe. forging his own destiny. It's, right. it's yeah. Whereas Ray is falling into place. It's with true. A lot of what yeah. you feel like is the will of the force. Yeah. Right. Like it felt weird when, when I loved that Kylo killed Snoke and then mm-hmm. like it seemed weird when he said, I'm the, you know, I'm the captain now. Yeah. But like, 
it, it felt yeah. <laughs> it felt weird to me because I'm like, is that what you wanted? I don't think yeah. that's what you actually wanted. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it feels like he's just doing what he thinks he's supposed to do, or just trying yeah. to figure out what his place in the galaxy is. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. He's kind of trying to form his own destiny because he doesn't have one. Yeah, but yeah. it's yeah, and it's there's all these now there's all these obstacles in the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. Um, yeah. For uh, the crossing of the return. Yeah. And then um, Master of the Two Worlds. Or just Luke. Um, do you want me to read the first part yeah, of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, again, I just wrote Force Ghosts for this one. Yeah, I literally, first thing I have is FG. Um, freedom to pass back and forth across the world division from the perspective of the apparitions of time to that of the causal deep and back, not contaminating the principles of the one with those of the other, yet permitting the mind to know one by virtue of the other is the talent of the master. I'm just going to stop there. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I was going to, I'd like, I highlighted the next sentence. Well, you go. Then. Yeah. Uh, the cosmic dancer declares a Nietzsche uh, does not rest heavily in a single spot, but gaily, lightly turns and leaps from one position to the other. Episode nine, the yeah. cosmic dancer. The cosmic dancer. <laughs> I put Yoda in all caps right, right next oh, to this. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like he's totally. mastered the two worlds and kind of like, it, it, mm. you know, it talks later, I think, about shedding the ego and all the kind of worldly yeah. desires and things like that. And Yoda's just always been that. And, well, and he appears in Force Ghost form in Episode Eight and all over the place in Rebels. It's kind of like he he projects himself in Rebels, does he not? Uh, to Ezra, yes, yeah. To Ezra. So we've seen Force the end, projection right? before say, Episode yes. Eight. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, in the the deft way in which he, I mean, he's almost in physical. He is in physical he, form. Yeah, he makes a, and yeah, he causes physical. a lightning strike, which is insane. Yeah. So yeah. He is a true yeah, and he's also, a true master of two worlds. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head because you also think about his version of his Force Ghost is very different than Yoda we see in the prequel trilogies. He is mm. he is a he's a wacky hermit. Like he is yeah. he is very like laughing a lot and doing right. other stuff. He is, you could say, gaily and lightly doing yeah. things, right? Yes, like it's exactly. very like those yes. are almost the specific words that I would use right. to explain force ghost. This is the action of the enlightened person. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is free from the bonds right. and the trivialities. Yes, exactly. Knowing how little this all matters in the right. end yeah yeah and and telling luke to forget about his failures and that yes nat- failure is natural yeah. and the and greatest and teacher from it yes yeah. yeah and i feel like luke becomes the cosmic dancer at the end right it's kind of like well that's yeah his arc tb tbd yeah um i have a section highlighted here i don't know why Uh, there was one lesson I think I did pull out of this, but I'll let you guys. I have something on two hundred four. Yeah, it's a bit of a skip. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I just have the cosmic man before that oh, circled because yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's Luke, the cosmic man. Yeah. Um. Oh, I have something before that I have oh, on two hundred two uh, towards the end. The next thing to observe is that the transfiguration of Jesus was witnessed by devotees who had extinguished their personal wills, men or women who had long since liquidated life personal fate destiny by complete self abnegation to the in the master and like this seems like an argument for seeing the knights of ren or a new jedi order popping up mm. right like that's my thought is like not to i don't want to get like i don't want to get hate mail and saying that like like ray or kylo is supposed to be jesus but right. just to as an aside with this mm-hmm. campbell is does talk about the fact of we're going to ignore whether or not this is reality or myth when we talk about religion and just use it as mythos so that's what yeah, we're saying yeah. is we're taking this as a mythic storytelling yeah. that's the idea and i kind of had that thought when i read that of like is this arguing for a new jedi order and or knights of ren yeah oh that's really cool 
Very cool. Uh, yeah, I have something on 204. It's um, uh, it's it pertains to um the uh, the master of two worlds and characteristics. Uh, the meaning is very clear. It is the meaning of all religious practice. The individual, through prolonged psychological disciplines, gives up completely all attachment to his personal limitations, idiosyncrasies, hopes, and fears. No longer resists the self-annihilation that is pre prerequisite to rebirth in the realization of truth and so becomes ripe at last for the great at one at one minute his personal ambitions mm. being totally dissolved he no longer tries to live but willingly relaxes to whatever may come to pass in him he becomes that is to say in an in an anonymity the law lives in him with his unreserved consent like luke all yeah like I, luke. I had the same thing like it is yeah. like that is the last act of, of luke in the last yeah. jedi absolutely and that also speaks to the like the next chapter, which is freedom yeah. to live. Yep. And that's what that was about. Yeah. So we'll jump to that one. Sure. Yeah, sure. Anyone? Anyone? Um, go, ben. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just start. What now is the result of the miraculous passage in return? The battlefield is symbolic of the field of life, where every creature lives on the death of another. The realization of the inevitable guilt of life may so sicken the heart that, like Hamlet or Arjuna, one may refuse to go on with it. On the other hand, like most of the rest of us, one may invent a false, finally unjustified image of oneself as an exceptional phenomenon in the world. Not guilty as others are, but justified in one's inevitable sinning because one represents the good. Such self-righteousness leads to a misunderstanding, not only of oneself, but of the nature of both man and the cosmos. Mm -hmm. That's probably yeah. good, right? Yeah. I mean, that last part that starts on the other hand, it just talks about images oneself as exceptional, not guilty. Um, yeah. That's Luke in the new in his new Jedi Academy yeah. in mm -hmm. my in my my mind. And then yeah. it and it jumps back to the battlefield symbolic a realization of the inevitable guilt of life may so sicken the heart that one may refuse to go on with it. And that's Luke going mm -hmm. to Octo. So it's yeah. almost like reversed that way, right? Like first he gets, he's basically has ego from, mm -hmm. from his accomplishments and things he can pass on, which he talks about in episode yeah. eight. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. leads to his, his, in this time, atonement, not at one mint, like Campbell yeah. likes to yeah. say. Yeah. At one mint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's very much him. So, I so I mean I, I pulled, you know. I just yeah. to a six. Okay, cool. Um, the myth is to dispel the need for such life ignorance by effecting a reconciliation of the individual consciousness with the universal will. That's kind of like an overarching ideation for like the force and mm. the balance and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. yeah. And attaining that balance again, and attaining that freedom to 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 live with the the in communion with nature right, right. That's yeah kind of like what is lost that's kind of I, he, somewhere in these chapters he talks about how uh, a lot of myths um commend the natural world and say we should live alongside it and kind of reunite with it but then he talks about christianity and especially in the time mm. in, in england when uh, christianity was evolving they it was kind of like uh there was a they they denounced na the natural world yeah and uh, that's probably why all the imperial officers are have British accents. You know, it's kind of like that that denouncement of the natural mm. world in, the, in our communion with the natural world has been lost and until now, right? The sequel trilogy, where Rey's trying to spark that again, right? With a new Jedi Order that's in tune with the Force. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, what else do I have uh, here? On two six, I also have um, 
the realization of the true relationship of the passing phenomena of time to the imperishable life that lives and dies in all. Um, I don't know why I have that highlighted, actually. I feel like that was just... Sounds super smart. But I, think, yeah. the, 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 I guess mm. it's kind of like returning to the tranquility of nature is kind mm -hmm. of what I wrote right there. Um, I wonder if you have a different edition because I'm not seeing your quotes. Oh, you don't? Two oh, oh, weird. Oh, you're on 208. Oh. You're on 208 if you're not. Oh, I was on 206. You were on 206. At the very top of 206, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so that was the end of that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Life ignorance by affecting a reconciliation. Got yeah. it. I have some stuff on 209. Go for it. Uh, the hero is the champion of things becoming, not of things become because he is. He does not mistake apparent changelessness in time for the permanence of being, nor is he fearful of the next moment as destroying the permanent uh, with its change. Thus, the next moment is permitted to come to pass. And that just reminds me of Luke a lot in episode mm -hmm. eight. Very monk-like. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that's it. I mean, well, yeah. that's really just... Yeah. I guess, yeah, I had one. I actually, I think you did this one, the 206 one. Man in the world of action loses his centering. Is, did you say that one? I didn't do that one. No, but I have it. I have it there too. Yeah. 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 It's again. It's another Luke quote. Man, yeah. I mean, this is just Luke. Yeah. yeah. The whole. The whole thing is just yeah. freedom to live as Luke. Man in yeah. the world of action loses his centering in the principle mm -hmm. of eternity. If he is anxious for the outcome of his deeds, but resting them, and their fruits on the knees of the living God, he is released by them, as by a sacrifice from the bondages of the sea of death. Yeah. Which is really great. He he does some really great writing, actually. Yeah. I just it's sometimes I just highlight things because they're yeah. Beautiful, yeah. But that's that's definitely cool. Thing. So we'll jump into chapter four, the keys now. Um, this is basically just an overview of kind of all the chapters preceding it. Uh, there's a sweet diagram. Yeah, it's yeah, a really cool actually, diagram. I'm gonna post it on the um, well on the pod thing. So yeah, these things have a little image, but it'll be impossible to look to oh, see perfect. probably. Cool, cool. Yeah. But um I'll put yeah. it on Instagram too. Yeah, I'll yeah. send it to you, Adam. So yeah. hopefully it'll be up perfect. on Instagram. Um, so because um, it is really cool and it very clearly explains yes. this whole thing that we went through. Yeah. Uh, just like I just like we've discussed that there's a kind of like sub hero's journey in every film. I've I, I there's also kind of an overarching hero's journey mm. to like the All, trilogies, yeah. right? To each trilogy, right? So I, yeah. I kind of wrote down the title of each trilogy Mm. Uh, next to the summary that, that Campbell writes here. And uh, I'll just, I'll read it out and then you guys can agree with me or not where things begin sure. and end in terms of the overarching hero's journey for the, the sequel trilogy. All right. Um, <clears throat> so the keys, uh, the adventure can be summarized in the, in the opposite diagram. Uh, the mytholo mythological hero setting forth from his common day hut or castle is lured, carried away, or else voluntarily proceeds to the threshold of adventure. There he encounters a shadow presence the guards, that guards the passage. The hero may defeat or conciliate this power and go alive into the kingdom of the dark, mm. um, or be slain by the opponent and descend in death. Um, and I kind of, that, that was kind of the Force Awakens for me. That was kind of the Force Awakens. Oh, really? I was, yeah. sorry, I was feeling um, Anakin in the prequel trilogy. Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like or, slain by the enemy, descend right. into death, and right. and become yeah. consumed by whatever. Or, the, yeah. or a new hope, right? Like that's, mm -hmm. that leads to him, the run out of Death Star. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, and the, I mean, just jumping, coming out of the hut, going to, to have yes. this, this brother battle as Campbell describes it yeah the kind of uh, I felt like that was very TFA oh it feels very um, his journey yeah. Yeah. yeah and then uh for TLJ I said uh beyond the threshold then the hero journeys through a world unfamiliar yet strangely intimate forces some of which severely threaten him some of which give magical aid 
When he arrives at the nadir of the mythological round, he undergoes a supreme ordeal and gains his reward. The triumph may be represented as the hero's sexual union with the goddess mother of the world. We talked about Kylo actually being this character, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. Uh, his own divination, or again, if the powers have remained unfriendly to him, his theft of the boon, uh, of the boon he came to gain. Uh, intrinsically, it is an expansion of the consciousness and therewith of being. Uh, the um, and that's it. That's what I kind of I put TLJ mm -hmm. right next to that little section because cool. I feel like that was yeah. Especially when I saw that um, uh, when I saw journeys into the world of unfamiliar yet strangely intimate forces, some mm -hmm. of which severely threaten him, some of which give magical aid. I was like, this is going deeper into the force. Luke, yeah, all that. It's kind of all stuff. too. Yeah. 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 too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, this is all written from the perspective that it's a man we're talking about, right. a male character, but, right. but it's written, you can right? Switch the yeah. genders really easily, and yeah. then the boon right there, the theft of the boon. As yeah. long as much as it doesn't have this chase element to it, I mean, she does steal the books. She, she does steals steal the books. the books. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Steals, like Luke doesn't know no, they're gone. It's the really. theft it's of the boon. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yoda totally knows. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he gaily <laughs> dances between worlds. Yep. And then Trish. for uh, then I put nine next to this one because we don't know the title of nine yet. So yep. uh, the final work is that of the return. If the powers have blessed the hero, he now sets forth under their protection. If not, he flies and is pursued. Uh, uh, pursued at the return, the threshold, the transcendental powers must remain behind. The hero reemerges from the kingdom of dread. The boon that he brings restores the world. So I put nine next. So that has to happen in that. Yeah. 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 And the boon is the Jedi texts, so yep, therefore right. there has to be a new Jedi order. Yeah, I yeah. agree. That's yeah. and restoring the world, right? Is yeah. and could be numerous. Could be restoring the physical world by bringing back the democracy, yeah. and also restoring the the metaphysical world by yeah. bringing the Force back into balance and into the world. And who better Galaxy. to restore democracy than than Finn and Rose? And then who better yes. to restore the balance mm. to the, the yeah. supernatural or the spiritural world than Rey? Yeah. The more I read this, the less I think Poe's making out of Nine alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rose is perfect to lead the resistance, and Finn's like a great general. Like, yeah, just perfect. Why yeah. can't the three of them do it? They could. I don't know. They could, but someone needs to sacrifice. I mean, the, this is the holy trilogy of Star Wars, right? Like yeah. two guys and a girl. Yeah. You know, even though Finn and you know Poe aren't Force users necessarily, right? Yet. But, so that means Ray dies then. No, I mean no, because she's. Cause I think she's it. a part. You got to have three right? people alive. And there's well, four: Han, Chewie, and Leia. You know. Yeah, but we still have Chewie. Right. Chewie's still around. We still have the droids. Han, that Lando, also means one of the droids needs to Lando's, die at least. All right. I'm just, <laughs> it's going to be fine. I'm just saying everyone can live. I no think, one needs to die. A lot I of people have died already. I know. I think post act. Well, maybe not. You know, the more I say that, and I'm not just trying to make you feel happy, Ben, it does feel a bit Haldo esque. Like you already kind of had that sacrifice yeah. with Haldo. So maybe someone, you don't. Yeah, we went through it, right? Yeah. yeah Who dies in Return of the Jedi? No one. No one, but Han wished he had. Or, I mean, there's or, two, like, two major sacrifices in the, in the Last Jedi. There's Luke and Holdo, so it's like, yeah, yeah. maybe Kylo, maybe Poe, but yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, honestly, that might be the way they turn everything on their head is that no one yeah. dies, right? Because you, you're waiting for the big death, and that's yeah. a surprise. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, everyone makes it out alive. I think Kylo can just die. Yeah, I, think I he's agree. He's going to get smote. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to, you know, be arrogant and be full yeah. of himself, and they're just, you know... Well, we'll get it. We'll get into our perfect ending for nine. Uh, we'll, we'll take all of our right. kind of ideas for that perfect yeah. ending. Um, um, in just a moment. Yeah, we can jump jump into this chapter. I know we're can, all itching to. Can I talk about just a, there was one part of this that that really stuck out to me. That it's not it's not central, um, but he sort of so he, as he goes on. That was essentially him summing up the the cycle, yeah. right? And then he talks about you know other how this sort of relates and and comes back. 
But um, the one I saw was on 213. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, wherever the poetry of myth is interpreted as biography, history, or science, it is killed. Mm-hmm. And it, just, that really mm-hmm. resonated with me. The living images become only remote facts of a distant time or sky. Furthermore, it is never difficult to demonstrate that a science and history, mythology, is absurd. When the civilization begins to reinterpret its mythology in this way, life goes out of it. Uh, temples become museums. The link between the two perspectives is dissolved. Such a blight has certainly descended on the Bible and a great part of the Christian cult. Yeah. <laughs> so I really feel. Um, and then to bring the images back to life, one has to seek not interesting applications to modern affairs, but illuminating hints from the inspired path. When these are found, vast areas of half-dead uh, iconog- iconography, thank you, yeah. uh, disclose again their permanently human meaning. And um, this was just so resonant to me because I, I just wrote PT right next to it because mm-hmm. I think this is why there was a lot of pushback against the prequel trilogy because mm-hmm. suddenly, you know, like these, the, the myth of of the Jedi Order and the myth of the um, you know, of the force became real. It yeah. became midichlorians mm-hmm. and the Jedi temple yeah. and the, the Jedi way. And uh, I think it was awesome that they did that because it came yeah. from a place. And that's yes. like, that's just where the mythology was born. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But and it was very cool. But it also made me think that I'm very glad that George didn't end this the way he wanted to. Yes. Imagine yeah. if he did it by killing mm-hmm. myth again, by like being like, no, they're little beings that live inside us yeah. and they make us the thing, you know, like yeah. he was going to actually just totally slaughter you know, the whole force and myth. Yeah. Whereas I think JJ and certainly Ryan Johnson have really just went full barrel myth on yeah, this. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think this is what this these nine nine movies are gonna serve right. to do. This is mm-hmm. gonna be the mythos of the galaxy. And um, yeah. you know, it'll be referred back to and there'll be all these sort of things that, that poke up from it. Yeah. And we'll see new deities and do different things. But um I really think this especially this last movie has got to serve to shape the yeah. galaxy the galaxy's mythos yeah totally i had the same i had the same thing highlighted and and my thought is this is this is literally why star wars works as a movie why Mm -hmm. why people are obsessed with it because imagine if the crawl didn't read because every star wars movie starts with the same thing a long Long time time ago ago, in a galaxy galaxy far 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 away if yeah (laughs) yeah if instead it said the distant future yeah. People be like, why was there magic in this thing? But yeah. because you said it in the distance past, way far away from us, where you can have that suspension of disbelief. I mean, that beginning crawl is basically saying, suspend all disbelief. disbelief. This yeah. is fantasy. Yeah. Like, this is not a science fiction movie. It's a fantasy yeah. movie. Yeah. And that's why it works, right? Because we can treat it as myth instead of treating it as like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Why would that? How's right. that science? You can't work? hear things in space. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and similarly on 212, uh, Campbell kind of talks about how all the cycle can change and vary depending on the storyteller. And he says, others, others string a number of inter, uh, sorry, others string a number of independent cycles into a single series. Uh, different characters or episodes can become fused or a single element can re- reduplicate itself and reappear under many changes. I mean, that's Star Wars T, right? Like yeah. this cycle yeah. is repeated many times. It's parallel inversions that happen exactly. over and over and over again. Yep. Yeah. In the films, in, in, in scenes, in trilogies, in reverse in times, if you look at the prequel trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just, yeah, I just, I think that's important to remember is that this isn't, and Campbell's very clear, like this is not something you have to be beholden to that these are elements that pop up. Some things get more focus in some stories than others, but when you break it all down, these elements do seem to reappear consistently yeah. throughout storytelling. Yeah. Really cool, man. Um, anything else? What did you have, Grant? Uh, I mean, I just highlighted. The, I was just trying to plot out 
the overall structure of the, the yeah. sequel. Yeah. No, that was, that that was super helpful. Yeah. yeah, brilliantly done. Uh, yeah, and um, I wish I could go back and do that myself um, as my own exercise. But they, yeah, because it's it's all right there, and it's it's really pretty cool. But they've done a good job, you know, all the, the George and all the directors mm-hmm. from sort of borrowing from this. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and making it um, making this, it real. This made me appreciate the Force Awakens a lot more, and I like the Force Awakens, yeah. but like. JJ read a lot of this as well. I sometimes, okay. I times sometimes like mm-hmm. bump up against yeah. if the movie feels a little light to me. Sometimes I think after yeah, episode yeah. eight, and I think now I'm very excited to go back and rewatch the Force Awakens after reading oh, this cool. because yeah. I think I have a deeper appreciation of the movie. And by the way, it's still like my fifth or sixth favorite Star Wars movie, so it's way right. up there. But like as I mentioned, I sometimes get lulled to sleep in a way because it feels more like a fairy tale in some ways yeah. than, a, than a myth. But I think there's a lot more going on than I and I didn't give it credit for the first right. And there's myth within myth. Yes. And I think, you know, Ray yeah. doesn't realize she's in a, now she's a character in this mythos. Yes. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. she loves it, right? She's like, this is the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And suddenly she's in it, you yeah. know? This also makes me really hopeful for episode nine. And maybe this is a good segue into the predictions because yeah. I, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes JJ is known as being a really great at setting up the mystery box. Yeah. Not leaving the solution to the mystery box or not mm-hmm. even knowing himself and then walking away and going, telling other people to just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's just been accused of really good at beginnings, not so great at endings, which I push back a little bit. I, I will make an argument for why I think Lost is actually really, really great the way that movie, that show ends. Yeah. But but I think he has he has the guidance right here in this book, right? Like he mm-hmm. knows what needs, one of the many various paths he can choose to go down. So it's not like he's just making it up from whole cloth. Like he has, yeah. he mm-hmm. knows what myth is. So should we jump into Let's our... Let's do it. Uh, Theories for the ending of nine, sure. and yeah, kind of what would work for us um, uh, subjectively. This is very this is like a subjective take on, on yeah. episode nine and the ending. Uh, and what we just read definitely informs my new thoughts about what could happen. Um, yeah, I think the I think there can be two endings to nine that are satisfying for me, and that is Kylo and or I would like one ending would be mutual destruction where yeah. where Ray and Kylo cancel each other out mm-hmm. and they both become force ghosts and a lot of that stuff that's shown in the last jedi in terms of the relationship that's built between Kylo and Ray pays off in a major way when they they've, they've two they've entered a, another life they've had a second birth into the spiritual realm of mm-hmm. force ghosts and they become force ghosts and they can embrace finally or they can be next to each other in a final shot for for I don't think anyone even has to see it I think they can just appear so like as ghosts for us mutual you know I mean? destruction and then but they and then a a, un, a uniting so that would that yeah. would that would preclude that uh ben solo would reawaken and, and he would become ben solo again. he would look different he wouldn't have the scar right. or anything like that he would, he would be, be he would come back to the light is yeah. what you're saying right redeemed both of them yes. and then cut transgressed hair. Yeah. wherever they have to go yeah kind of grave but with like an air of mystery and hope you know at the end it's mm. kind of like that the two ghosts appear and then the other route is Ray kills Kylo, and um, you see Han, Leia, and and Ben Solo all together at the end. And Ray's been uh, kind of the the witness to to this family and the mm. collapse of the family, and then the mm. the rebirth of the family. Right, and that kind of but, brings in that the idea of the adoption, yeah. right? Yeah, the angle, right? Like she's so like carrying that. on this family, right. even though she's not technically of the bloodline. She is right. adopted by all of them, including Luke. Yeah, but hmm. um, but Kathleen Kennedy said on an interview like uh, four or five months ago, she said uh, that they are talking about the next ten years of stories for Star Wars, and yeah. uh, and and she mentions Ray, you know, future stories with Ray, Finn, Poe, BB-8. So 
Ray could very well live. And just mutual destruction for me works the best, but yeah. I, mythologically, because they kind of the two, the, yeah. it's the divine, you know, pair. It's the, it's the yin yang, but it's the Ray and the Ren. It's kind of like, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of the best ending for me. I feel like, and I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but after reading this, they either need to, they either need to both be destroyed or they both need to live for mm-hmm. that, for that balance, for that yin yeah. yang. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that Kylo's redeemed necessarily. And we had this idea of maybe, or I had this idea of maybe both of them being sequestered somewhere together, yeah. like this idea of their mutual decision of sequestering mm-hmm. each other. But both of those are very metaphysical and I just mm-hmm. don't see it. And I was talking this a little bit off air with Grant before, um, I like Harry Potter a lot. Like it's not my favorite thing mm-hmm. in the world, but I love like myth and I love that. And those yeah. books are great. And the movies I think are really solid. This started to actually start to negatively affect Harry Potter to me <laughs> <laughs> because if that, yeah, I'm just writing the movie has been out forever. Harry should have died at the end of Harry Potter. Mm. And the little scene at the very end redoubles that where you just have like Harry at, the train station dropping off his kid to Hogwarts and it's like wait this this the savior of the entire world is now just some schlubby dad mm-hmm. yeah yeah which which right. is a really nice message right and I understand it's inverting that but it just I always every time I watch it I'm like oh that's right I don't want to see middle aged Harry Potter mm-hmm. and so part of me feels like that needs to be the ending for like the myth to really end for this nine movie mythology to end is I really like the mutual destruction and mm-hmm. their mutual destruction coming together and awakening or this boon being the force spreading out amongst the galaxy yeah. But they're not going to do that. There's no way. No, there's no way, guys. Like they can't do that. They can't. What? What? Kill them both? Yeah, they can't. They can't kill Ray. No, I don't think. I I mean, if you look at it the other way, I mean, I'm just dumb, dumb Star Wars fan, right? Oh, I'm like, I just want to. I want to see the Jedi proliferate again. Yeah, I want to see more Force users, right? That's what makes these movies awesome. I want to. There's got to be bad guys, but they need to lurk in the shadows and Mm -hmm. sort of, yeah, you do different things. I mean, so to me. I don't know. I, I agree. Like this is there's this Star Wars saga has to end, right? This is going to end. Yeah. But I, I would like to see it where Luke becomes something more. I think this is really like it's mm-hmm. called the Skywalker saga, but I, the chosen one is Luke. Yeah. And I mean, granted, he was he was created by Vader and Anakin, um, but like you know that was really that was just the beginning of the story, and really the apex and who we're talking about is Luke. So I feel like the his legacy will be Rey. Okay. And, yeah. And and Ray will be the propagator of the Force and the Jedi for for the right. foreseeable future. And I think she may elevate to a, to a higher power. We're going to see the strongest Jedi we've ever seen. Probably. So Ray would be the number one apostle who yes. starts the religion, yeah. the, the Skywalker Moses, quote unquote yeah. religion or, religion. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think she's going to have to engage with Luke Skywalker in some way. But I also yes. I see. I see Kylo Ren as the withered, dead root that mm-hmm. remains, or you know, of the mm-hmm. of the Skywalker legacy. Yeah, and it's he is the byproduct. You know, like that happened, but like the real apex is Luke. Right, Kylo and, and Kylo really. And I said it earlier, but like Kylo stopped being a Skywalker, killed the Skywalker line when he became Kylo Ren, and decided to to stay on that path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like he may he may be redeemed at the end or see the fight, but I don't think so. I think I think he will be smote. And it, it might just be, you know, maybe we're gonna get the Knights of Ren and she's gonna Ray will or someone will ultimately kill Kylo and then 
you know, the Knights of Ren will disperse. And there will always be darkness in the galaxy. But the victory is going to come when democracy defeats um, fascism. Because because democracy in and of itself is compromise, just as the world, you know, it's it's like you you need to give something to get something. That's what... Mm -hmm. Um, what it's democracy balance, is. Perhaps? It's balance, yeah. Yeah. right? And that's that's what it is. So I, I'm not afraid of an absolute victory there. I mm-hmm. think they can show that. Um, but the force is a little more, it's nuanced because there's supposed to be balance and it's like however much light there is in darkness. But I think I think for the sake of storytelling and for what we want to see, we need to see Ray victorious, more force users, which may mean that. And then, um, and, and I think we need to see the ultimate end of the Skywalker saga. So yeah, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And I, and I think the key that, that you mentioned that kind of brings me in is this idea of Luke being the, the mythos, the, the yes. godhead of this whole thing, which is weird and odd to say that, but I think that's where it is. And I do, I think I mentioned before, I like the idea of like, you flash forward into the future, maybe in in um, Ryan's new trilogy, if it's in the far future. Mm. And Jedi's aren't called Jedi's anymore; they're called Skywalkers. Mm. Mm. That's interesting because they they say that in that's what the Chiss called them. Oh, yeah. their navigators are Skywalkers. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I I think they'll hold on to it, but I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. That that actually that's really cool, man. Because that yeah. would change everything forever and, yeah. and set it up. They're still Jedi's out there. Right. But like the maybe the head of them are called Skywalkers. Yeah, we call them Skywalkers yeah. because I mean, literally, like like Grant said. Well, yeah. You know, like their their divine, feet don't touch yeah, the ground. They're yeah. divine if, beings. Yeah, and if Solo proved everything, anything, right. it's that last name's a literal. <laughs> I mean, so that could actually change the nature of what the Jedi are, right? Right. Because they shouldn't be this opulent like no, peacekeepers that are like, politically yeah. right. They should be more religious deities. They should be mm-hmm. this spiritual thing that sort of you know they reminds clearly, people clearly once were because yes. the tree on Octu too mm. is, is evidence yeah. that the jedi were once yes. in wow. communion with so, the natural world and they weren't always living in these high tower yeah. palaces and right. things like that that would there's work things with... i want to say because grant wrote something but i won't say it right now um, oh, go for it. What, what no i just this this connects to the what you've written in your screenplay oh yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. So i don't want to oh, yeah, 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 what yeah, screenplay, yeah, screenplay yeah. that i desperately want to tell everyone about and have Grant show to the world but um, but it works. I that think much there's, there's one more ending though that I yeah. think I think works perfect. So the the two endings that work for me and actually make the last Jedi click with me a little mm-hmm. more than it does now, uh, is the mutual destruction angle where Rey and Kylo can finally embrace and kind of live it, as pure beings in another spiritual plane. Or because Luke says, "I'll see you again, kid." See you around, uh, kid. See you around, yeah. kid. That's a perfect setup for Luke and Kylo to show up for Ray at the very end of nine mm. and be like, and Ben is redeemed. Ben is redeemed, standing right next to Luke. I'll see you around, kid. He's right there as a force goes right next to Luke. Yeah. yeah. And then we're gonna live in this temporal, you know, plane. Uh, plane. Yeah. Yeah. And commune with the other yeah. like Skywalkers. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I love that because that would also solve what I feel like they're pointing towards with Ray, where she's mm-hmm. going more. She's like she trajectorying lives. towards yeah. deity, not just like Jedi helper. Yeah. You're not just like sword wielding rando. Yeah. Like this is more like spiritual guidance slash defender of peace and justice and balance. Yeah. Um, the problem that they have is there's not enough, there's not enough um, antagonists and they're not strong enough. Right. I mean, I mean, granted, they'll, they'll show, pucks? they'll show like massive fleets. Like they tried to show the scale of supremacy, right. And like their yeah. fleet and like, hopefully we'll see, just like gobsmacking amounts of vehicles and yeah, like military rival, force, yeah, yeah. like something to rival the beginning of episode three. Yeah, but they, yeah. you know, in that, and just in just laying waste to innocents and civilians, and really laying that on yeah. thick. But Kylo's not strong enough. He's not no. strong enough now. 
you know? Yeah. And and it's like, what's, what is this thing they're going to overcome in nine that's going to, yeah, it's, you know, you're right. I mean, it's, it'd be cool tough. if it would be, it was spiritual, you know? Yeah. It'd be cool if her real conflict isn't pithy Kylo Ren. I mean, that's what Poe and Finn and, and uh, Rose are going to be fighting, right? Yeah. They're going to be, that's their insurmountable battle. It's mm-hmm. like, we're 20 against a million. Because, yeah. like, right, so we got Hux, and I love what they do with Hux in episode eight. It actually makes me like that character, but that character is sniveling. It would be, yeah. it would be how I would describe mm-hmm. him in episode eight, and I can't imagine him yeah. being like head Nazi in episode right. nine. Like, I can't, I wouldn't be able to take him seriously. No one could take him seriously. Right. Like, so who do you have left? You're going to introduce another character suddenly who's the big bad guy in yeah. episode nine so maybe you do do that maybe you double down on on kylo like just kylo being just well i think so we talked about the duality of this thing right yeah. the, the real world and the metaphysical world yeah so it's just weird because they're flipped right so mm. the re, in the real world the rebellion is effed they're 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 oh, yeah. 30 people yeah. versus the the biggest you know mm-hmm. army in the world but i mean that can be remedied with maybe i don't know a droid army and maybe some wookies and whatever yeah <laughs> right. and then don't forget solstons yeah. and solstons a lot of nine nems <laughs> credits um you're welcome and snipers um and then on the you know but then on the metaphysical world you have ray who's just so much stronger than sniveling you know divided unbalanced you know kylo even though yeah. he said oh you're stronger now and maybe he's somewhere you know maybe well, if he has really like he's like oh raw and tapped he's like where before there was you know uh confusion now there's focus um and maybe he's focused now right so he's he's found another gear See, oh when you said that it's like this is something i've been wanting in these films the entire time was that i wanted his lightsaber to eventually become a more focused yes. beam yes. yeah so like uh, yes. be a visual metaphor for his own focus yes. yeah training. i thought that 100%. was actually gonna happen in eight i thought yeah, he was yeah, gonna too. get his lightsaber was gonna get fixed and he was gonna have more focus yeah. more poise just be a more badass dark you know force yeah. user like that would be really really cool did I, he lose his his lightsaber in that battle no. uh no i think he it just got kicked away. no because he, he, he just wanted it. that he yeah. just wanted the lightsaber no because he mm-hmm. uses it when he's fighting yeah. luke on octu or yeah or not on octu on crate um yeah so I was, in my mind i'm thinking like what's the worst thing like what has kylo actually done now he killed han solo and i know everyone thinks that's unforgivable right We'll move past that. But for eight, now. he doesn't. There's nothing. Really he doesn't do transgressions anything. in eight. He doesn't kill there. a single. Does he kill anyone? Because nah. he doesn't. In that space battle, he pulls away. He doesn't pull the. Trigger. Oh, he does because he does they're take trying the to shot make him... on the hangar though, and and tally. He okay, does kill so he does kill. So he does. Oh, take, he, so kills he, does... <laughs> yeah, he, he kills, kills a whole fleet. He kills a lot okay. of pilots. Yeah. So no, that's good because I was trying to figure out because <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like they're they've really been. I. But then doesn't kill his mother, right? Right. Which to me is like. That's very purposeful well, that he can't kill his mom, yeah. right? And like, and like, they also they tried to make him a more uh, forgivable character because they wanted us to think, yeah. you know, when they yeah. were Ray and he were coming together. Yeah, yeah. but Ray I like this like, idea. Like, I feel like he's got to start episode nine, like fixed lightsaber, like fully like red lightsaber, yeah. a totally new look, not this aping on Darth Vader. Like he yeah, needs yeah. to be his own mm. quote unquote man or his own quote unquote Sith, right? Yeah. Like this idea. Like I feel like he. First time we see him, like he is. I like to see him he in some armor. Vader, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, armor would work. That'd be really interesting, right? Like this idea, like yeah. you get from the first moment you see him, like he is strutting. He knows who yeah. he is. He is. He is the almost like Obi, like the dark version of Obi Wan's mm. Jedi armor from the Clone Wars. Did yeah, you see yeah, that? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. He has yeah. like it's like shoulder pads and some yeah. gauntlets and like that. So yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, with a cape that flows out of the back. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. He's yeah. gonna change his look. I don't know. So maybe yeah. they are a little little closer than I thought. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, the the struggle for the rebellion is mm-hmm. going to be real. Even right. if there's a time jump, I think we're going to have 
a lot of wars in space, which oh, is yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. And then if if Kylo upped his game and then recruits, he's recruit like they're maybe they go blitzing recruiting for new yeah. new force users. The the force is fully awakened now, yeah. and there's all these these uh, force sensitives springing up, and it's and it's a you know race to sort of gather them. And Kylo has the lead because maybe the uh, Knights of Ren are force sensitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just keep picturing like every time I think of Knights of Ren and the casting they've been doing is that all I keep picturing is this is really nerdy, but like brotherhood of evil mutants from like x-men one mm. <laughs> like 1963 yeah. Yeah. with like ren being kylo being the magneto and what's his face charles charlie from lost being toad and you have matt smith being quicksilver and you have yeah. uh, what's her name being the scarlet witch back then and yeah. like someone needs to be mastermind which i guess would actually work for who's the uh character actor they hired the older dude Oh, um, yeah. Um, uh, Richard Tom, Grant? Robert E. Robert, uh, Richard E. Grant. Richard yeah. E. Grant. Like, yeah. To me, like that would be what I'd want to see, is that's the Knights yeah. of Ren. Yeah. yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Inquisitors and Knights of Ren. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah. the Inquisitors yeah. who yeah. very much yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just see it. So, I mean, I, that seems like a direction they would go in. But then, I mean, we're, the leaked things we're seeing are like a couple people in a field of grass. That's sort of like... It's definitely a green planet in yeah. episode nine. But I'm imagining like tons of space wars. But so it's it's got to be a war on two fronts, like it always is, yeah. right? You got to get your characters together again, right? And you have to have them on a yeah. like that might just be the opening of like they're on a jaunty mission. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. like yeah. the opening of um Star Trek. Uh, what's the last one? Star Trek motorbikes beyond star trek beyond yeah yeah. um which i really really love the opening of that Mm -hmm. movie where it's very much just like it's just it's just the enterprise doing the enterprise thing and we're just like that's what we need is like the gang's back together and we finally get that and like i feel like maybe that's the opening is you just Mm -hmm. have all your protagonists together running the mission yeah i wouldn't i mean i'm thinking they go to batu in episode nine because i read the uh Mm -hmm. the the description of batu on the star wars website and it said Mm -hmm. you know it's for people who are search uh, seeking refuge uh and hiding from the first order i was just like oh Oh. okay that's that's exactly what they're trying to (laughs) do at the end of eight yeah so yeah yeah. so maybe that's where you start right you start a little travelogue for batu yeah Yeah. i mean actually that would be really cool you've you've literally got the whole resistance in the millennium falcon and they're just like traveling around well, again, not to go back to the theme park, but if they're trying to make it canon as possible, yeah. we know that the Millennium Falcon is on Batu yeah. in the Star Wars land because there's, right. there's a ride. Yeah. So maybe it's, that's literally just the opening of it. Go. And so, like, when you mm-hmm. go there, you're you're going at the very beginning phases, right before the start of Episode Nine. Wouldn't you, if you're um, General Leia, you have the whole Resistance in one spot, escaping on the Falcon? Like, you'd go to, you'd probably go to a spaceport. Yeah, and I mean, I would think you'd be diaspora, right? You'd be like, okay, everyone, go back to your homeland or to these well, hot spots where people have talked to us and recruit and you, like spread mm-hmm. up. So you we need can't. cells, yeah. You need yeah. separate cells. You don't with want everyone in the same place. No one knows where everyone is. With yeah. some rallying call at some point for everyone to show up yeah. in one spot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they don't need to show that, I guess. No, um, crawl that crawl. That's they the crawl. crawl that. It's yeah, like they've you know the last separate remnants rebel have cells. scattered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, several rebel cells have sprung up. Yeah, around the galaxy. Yeah. Oh, we should do a for like before episode nine comes out. We should all come in with our own written crawl. No, I'll do that. I'll be horrible at that, but I think that'd be a fun exercise. That'll be funny. Yeah, I mean, having Batu and nine, they could also put some like force based lore, inject some force based lore into the planet because a lot of people aren't just fans of the kind of 
yeah. military technology and the kind of yeah. cantina scene and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people like the force. And yeah. so there's no real force based thing well, in, on Bot 2. Really. I wonder if there'd be some mythology around Anakin Skywalker. I was going to say, right. we, uh, get, we get both Anakin and Vader showing yeah. up at, at Bot 2 in different time frames, yeah. right? Oh, that's funny. It would be so, funny if there's two sects mm-hmm. too. There was yeah. like the. And they're both worshipped like in different yeah. ways by different people. <laughs> Not realizing yeah. that would be kind they're of They're the fun. same yeah. person. Can't you see we're all worshipped? But they also mentioned there's, yeah. there's ruins on Batu, like ancient. Oh, so it might be. So like yeah. something could call it a ray on that planet. Or, I mean, I, I don't, we've already seen that so many times already. I mean, things I are calling it a ray in every movie that <laughs> yeah. like it would be weird yeah. to see it again in Batu. But I don't know. Yeah. It could add a little bit of like a Jedi lore yeah. to the planet. But I could see like a force, you know, kind of been similar. You're talking about you get a force vision mm-hmm. quest at some point in this film. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's going to use those books. So yeah. I think, you know, there's a trove of quests yeah, that are going to come out of there. With like, the dead. Yeah. yeah, well, oh, yeah. I mean, it, that's right. She doesn't really know. But he knows. I mean, Luke didn't know how to commune with the dead. No, but I think she'll be actively able to, instead of waiting for them to show up to her, yeah. finding them in their space. Yeah, Luke must know how to do that. Because he was willingly gave his life. So he's just been waiting to do Maybe. It sounds like he didn't read those books, though. <laughs> so no, Paige Turner's there not. But he was like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, you read them? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff Notes. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. But Luke's uh, still Luke. Yeah. 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 He's still just like, well, I don't know. I was Work? I don't want to do work. <laughs> yeah. Just flying my X-Wing a lot. No one yeah. told me there'd be homework. Yeah. So funny. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait. A lot of of good things. Yeah, I'm so happy we did this. It really made me more excited for episode nine and yet not ruining it either because I think, Grant, you did a really good job and Ben, you did a really good job of noting that there are multiple pathways to the end of this thing and it would all be true to the Cambellian monomyth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see which way they go. I mean, you know, I'm, yeah, I would be satisfied in whatever sort of thing they do. Yeah. But, um, cool. You know, even if it's apotheosis or, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, well, just want to say uh, thanks for going on this journey with us and doing it. It's a little bit of a diversion from normal um, Star Wars stuff, but this is going to frame pretty much the way we look at every Star Wars thing that comes out here yeah. in 2 Force. So, um, well, really I, fun. I think it was good timing, too, because things are going to start leaking, right? Like, we are getting set yeah. photos, so things are we're going to start figuring out some of the skeletal structure of episode nine yeah. yeah whether we want to or not but it's going to happen and i feel like this is a good way to do this when our minds are completely open yeah yeah i'm really really excited to see the fate of both ray and kylo um and oh. we've read all this kind of duality stuff in here and it's just so many ways to take it so yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's we've seen so many puzzle pieces come together thus far that it's going to be exciting to see you know what what luke does in episode nine and things like that yeah. so really really excited cool all right yeah. well we still have plenty of time to uh think about it um, in fact, we have 462 days to think about it. <laughs> Is that all? That's it. All right. Well, um, until then, no. Um, until next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We're going to um, talk more about Solo next week and then yeah. um, whatever news comes up. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah talk to us at uh, at SW Weekly Pod on uh, the Twitter um, and uh, the Star Wars Weekly on um on the gram yeah and um yeah we look forward to talking to you about all this stuff and hearing your theories You're right and please take a moment to rate and review us on your favorite favorite podcast out app that helps yeah. other people find us yeah. and see us yeah you may yeah. be listening to us on uh spotify now which is cool if you are thanks for listening um if you're on apple and want to switch over hey we're there too yeah. so yeah. Um, and, and sub- subscribe to us on itunes because sometimes we'll do like an immediate reaction podcast that's just you know yeah. interwoven into our regular weekly shows and yeah. uh 
and you you can catch that right when it comes out. So yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Coming yeah, out. please yeah. subscribe, rate, and um, and you review. know, in yeah. review because uh, we love that stuff um, and it makes us happy. Yeah, and who doesn't want to make people happy? All right, awesome. Um, thanks a lot, and may the force be with you.